Crossover today because the Humper is uh, somewhere. He ran out to uh, catch a flight, which I don't know what that means because isn't he supposed to be on tomorrow? Or do we have a revised schedule? I don't have got. Well, maybe it's a short flight. I see. Bombs at police office in Moscow at least 21. Things are going very well in Iraq. Oh, we're fine. Make no mistake about it. Don't believe any of that uh, liberal commie pinko propaganda about dead people and stuff like that. No such thing. Although. The AP, the Associated Press, says two separate car bomb explosions killed at least 21 people and wounded more than 50. By the way, Bo will be on tomorrow. In Baghdad today. Oh, I see. See, if you ask, maybe they might tell you. It's like uh, asking about where the hell's Pompano Park and what's going on with uh, Torrey Stratford, all of these things. You know, inquiring minds want to... Well, I don't understand because Bo's supposed to be on 2 to 4 tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I see. Oh, I'm, I'm looking on the wrong day. You're absolutely correct. It's already on here, Bo. 7 to 10. Got Geldy 2 to 4 tomorrow. From the Yenta Center, where the Panthers seem to win every game. They beat Washington last night 3 to 2, the Capitals. Of course, they beat them every time. That's, uh, what is it, 16 points against the Capitals? Yeah, that's it. embarrassing. So that's the, the only reason they're actually in that playoff race. They're like five points behind Atlanta for the eighth and final spot and have to climb over uh, some other people, too, like Toronto and uh, the Islanders and uh, Montreal. But nevertheless, they just win just about every day. They're kicking ice. Any interest? No. Anybody care? No. Okay, just checking. Huh? Just checking to see if there was some change. In downtown Baghdad, a suicide bomber detonated a vehicle at the entrance of a major crimes unit run by the Interior Ministry in Karada, killing at least 15 people there, wounding more than 30. About 30, man. And another bomb outside a Shiite Muslim mosque in the mostly mixed Shiite Sunni neighborhood of Shurta in southwest Baghdad killed at least six people, wounded 20 there. It's not a civil war. Roadside bombs targeting police patrols also killed four people in Baghdad, at least one in the nearby city of something I can't pronounce. Police said dozens of other uh, wounded. So there's like murder and bloodshed. All of these uh, horrible things. All of these things. But nobody seems to have conveyed that to your fearless leader, who just continues. But a beep, but a boop, but a boop, like that. Clowning around. He's the class clown, you know. 
Here's the results of yesterday's poll. Which of Neil's comments piss you off the most? 1,464 vote. Oh, and by the way, my blood sugar was 78 this morning. I had a nice big, uh, not not huge, oh, but an right. ample size. My two ounces of that Greenfield pasta yesterday with meat sauce that I made with like uh, some sliced black <laughs> olives and some nice ground beef that I uh, cooked up in uh, olive oil. You, you ground yourself? Huh? You ground it yourself? No, I did not grind it. I'm grinding my teeth a little bit, but not the uh, ground beef. At any rate, I had a nice, uh, it was very satisfying and gratifying, and it was fine. And I'm uh, losing some weight, and I'm, my blood sugar That's is fine. great. And, of course, uh, you know, why would any fat slob want to measure their blood sugar? Right. 1,464 votes, Mike. Let's see. None of his comments pissed me off. 1,173. We stayed just over that 80% mark. Oh, man, you can breathe easy now. 80.1%. His comments about politics, though, pissed me off the most. 67. 4.5%. They're still in that whole Bush business. His comments about blacks, 54. Oh, how about that guy in St. Louis? We'll get to that story. David Linehan. Not a good idea to be calling Condoleezza a coon on the radio. Okay, David, you idiot. Who would do such a thing? David Linehan. He's fired at it. Comments about blacks, 54. His comments about religion, 50. Comments about guns, 46. Hey, let's get some gun show spots on right away. Comments about callers, 29. Where the hell did that come from? Out of nowhere. Get out of here. His comments about Orthodox Jews, only 18. His comments about Cubans, 15. And that's because everybody knows whatever I say about Cubans is always true. And his comments about rednecks, 12. Dose. Solamente dose. That's what the rednecks are all saying right now. Dose. In fact, most of the rednecks got a bad dose of something. Oh, speaking of that, I don't know why I don't play this more often than I do. It's a very, very popular drop in it for some strange reason. There's no fact in, in the church. Right. Equipped with gummy bears, this is from the New York Daily News, equipped with gummy bears, lubricant, and gay porn. I mean, what a nice combination that is, huh? Gummy bears, lubricant, and gay porn. A defrocked Pennsylvania priest was ready for sex with a boy, but instead got busted by an undercover cop, police say. Thomas Bender, 72, of McCungie, Pennsylvania. I never heard of that in my life. Do you ever hear that, McCungie? No. Maybe it's McCungie. Was arraigned yesterday in First District Court in Hempstead, Long Island, on five counts of first-degree disseminating indecent material to a minor and one kind of attempting to commit a criminal sexual act. Since September 2004, cops said he engaged in online conversations with a detective who was posing as a teenager. During that year, he was grooming the boy, or boy who he thought was a 14-year-old boy, said Detective Sergeant Lucy Graziano of the Nassau County Police. He was building a relationship through trust. Gummy bears? I don't think 14-year-olds want gummy bears, do they? Why not? Who doesn't? Well, that's true. I, never, I don't think I ever ate gummy bears. Well, For the year, the conversations remained innocent with Bender asking the boy about family, his hobbies, and his favorite candy. Oh, I see. If I'd have just shut up and kept reading this uh, news story, this very important information. But in October 2005, he began slipping sexual comments into his instant messages and emails and soon asked to meet the boy, police said. On three separate occasions, he scheduled meetings, but canceled because he feared his online buddy might be a cop, Graziano said. He finally let, out his, let down his guard Tuesday when he agreed to meet at an undisclosed location in Nassau County and fell into the trap set by the Nassau County police. In his car, police found three packs of candy, gummy bears, condoms, a camera, KY jelly, and a case of Beck's beer. They also seized his laptop, which will be used in the investigation to see if he targeted any other youngsters online. Detectives also working with law enforcement in Pennsylvania and the Catholic Church, which removed Bender from the priesthood after he was convicted of abusing a teenage boy in the mid-1980s. Bender's bail was sent at uh, 200 grand or a bond or 100,000 cash. 
Well, Vatican I'll be able to come up with that real easy. You just sell some of that porno collection, right? Yeah, I got it right here. No problem. And getting back to that guy in St. Louis, David uh, Lenihan. Talk show host fired after on-air racial slur. What an idiot. What a moron, you know? A radio personality at 550 KTRS. Now, maybe we ought to send him the, uh, when he gets his next gig, send him the Condoleezer song. Sure, you could play that. It'll yeah. go far. We're going to play it. Radio personality at 550 KTRS in St. Louis was fired on the spot this morning. Now, this is yesterday's story, yesterday morning. After using the word coon on the air in a conversation about Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, David Lenihan was dismissed after what he called an inadvertent slip of the tongue. Right. Within 20 minutes, station CEO Tim Dorsey apologized on the air. Listeners announced that Lenihan, who'd been with the station for less than two weeks, was fired. I don't know what was in Mr. Lenihan's mind, Dorsey said. In a view, I know what I heard. I know it was reprehensible. Reprehensible and absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lenihan's comment was made during a discussion about Rice's credentials to become commissioner of the NFL, a topic that's, well, you know, wasn't Henry Kissinger commissioner of the uh, soccer league or something like that, Josh? I hey, have no you idea. Know? You know nothing about soccer. You wouldn't know Henry Kissinger if he came in there and started talking with a heavy hey, German accent. He kicked the ball on the goal, man. Yeah. Fr infrequently. Lenihan's comment was made during a discussion about Rice's credentials to become commissioner of the NFL, a topic that's been fodder for Sports Talk Radio since the current commission announced he'd retire later this year. Paul Taglia, boo-boo. Lenahan was listing what assets Rice could bring to the league, including her tenure as a top academic officer at Stanford University and the fact that she's African-American. She's just got a patent resume of somebody that's got such serious skill, Lenahan said on the air. She loves football. She's African-American, which would be kind of a big coon, big coon. Oh, my God, I'm totally, totally, totally sorry for that, okay? I didn't mean that. That was just a slip of the tongue, Lenahan later said. He meant to use the word coup, C-O-U-P. Now, let me ask you, doesn't, doesn't they have a dump button at KTRS? I wonder. I mean, some of us have dumped ourselves on more than one occasion, as Absolutely. you are aware. Yes. I mean, when you're talking spontaneously right. uh, for hours every day, every now and then you might let blurt something out. Although I don't think that uh, Big Coon is uh, something. No. Reached Other at home, Lenahan said he was still trying to figure out what happened and was drafting a letter of apology to Rice. I was trying to say quite a coup. But it came out coon, he said. I caught myself and apologized. There wasn't anything I meant to say. I never used that word. No, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> I can only imagine the one he uses frequently. I think she's a fantastic woman, he said. I was even taking, talking about if she ran for president, I'd work on her campaign. Yeah, maybe well, now he can. Probably a lot of time to do that now. He said his biggest fear is that his choice of words tarnished the image of St. Louis and the baseball team, which is a part owner of the station. Oh, and of course, those... Those good old Catholic uh, St. Louisans, man. Wow. Cardinals and then, of course, KMOX. Very Catholic city, St. Louis. I don't know what that's got to do with Condoleezza. Is she Catholic? Do we know? I don't think so. No. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It was my dream job, he said. Now, then he said ratings were going well. It kind of stinks. You know, how did, he's been there for less than two weeks. There are no ratings every week. How, how many know ratings were going well? That, that's a lie. That is just garbage. Sounds like Pharrell. It was uh, my dream job, he said, yeah. Lenahan, who had previously been with radio station KGNU, as in new, was part of the recently reshuffled lineup of KTRS since half the station was acquired by the St. Louis Cardinals, and he had a morning, it said had, a morning talk show. But now he's fired it. Less than two weeks. Not a good start, David. How about selling used cars? Sounds like a hell of a good deal. Sell some of them used uh, crappers from New Orleans would be good. Some of them junkers. Think that's a good idea? Sure. 
Sounds like right up his alley. Or come to work in our sales department. We got a lot of losers. We specialize in losers. Boozers and losers. 624 votes out of today's poll. We did this one years ago. I'm bringing back some of the oldie moldies in case you haven't noticed. Yes, I Other than that. WQAM, which radio station you listen to the most? And, of course, we had to add Sirius and XM and uh, some other ones. Like Radio Suave, uh, El Caracón, which, uh, Colombian, uh, which we don't have any. I don't listen to other stations, 126. 20% of our crowd don't listen to other stations, thank God. Sirius 91, that could be Howard, could it? WINZ 64. Waxy 790, the ticket, only 57. See, that's because uh, that's our audience, not, not the sports audience, our audience. They're like in uh, fourth fourth spot here. XM 54. WYOD 44. Big 34. That must be the Ron and Paul crowd. Uh, Magic 31. That's the Ricky Ticky crowd. And of course, what's his name that's been in the market 100 years? Ron St. John. Oh, that, yeah. WLRN. Sorry for the late edition. It was an oversight on my part. 23. Because I don't never listen to what you do, though. Right? Yes. Yes. And we say that with all apology to our friends. No, that's me. Right. That's all I listen to is the morning news. Mm. How, how come you're so newsy? WKIS 19, the coast 16, 82 along the coast. WLVE love 12, 12 suits. Zeta 15, well, well, is it really Zeta anymore? Whatever it is now. Yeah. 10, I'm sorry, 10 votes. See, that I should have changed. Mega what is it now? now. What is it? Mega, Latin and proud. No, I thought WMGE was mega. See, I should have changed some of these because this is the old poll from like four years ago or more. Well, Zeta, they know what that is, 94.9, 10. WRMF, 9. WVLM, 8. Bush League College Radio, like, like us, although not as embarrassing. Power 96, 8. KPX, 7. Piper High. EDR, 5. Y104. TMI, 4. Well, there is no more TMI. See, I screwed up bad on this. We got, but I don't know what Do the call over. letters are. Huh? Do well, over. I don't know what the call letters are. Well, you could it's look them art. up. Huh? You could look them up. Who could look them up? You well, look you, it up. You could have. We you can. do something. Well, I didn't. Radio Suave, none, and WMG, Smegma, none, which I don't think that's anymore either, is it? Let's let's straighten out some of these call letters right away and get this over to Eric so we can make the changes so we don't look more foolish than usual. Please. This is Neil Rogers. TMI, my ass, Lollipop, little boy? Uh, no! He started out a regular guy who joined the rectory And made the ultimate sacrifice, embracing celebrity Rectum Father O'Toole Amen Bum, holding food Father O'Toole, As time went by, his earthly needs Compromise his choice. He found a way to get relief by altering young boys. Father O'Toole. Amen. Bum, holding food. Father O'Toole, altering boys. He was happy and gay till he got caught by some tattletale. Then the Vatican paid everyone off and he didn't have to go to jail. Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holding food. Father O'Toole, altering boys, amen. They 
sent him to a priest retreat where they genuflect and pray. If it was you or it was me, they'd lock us up and throw the keys away. Father wrote to rock solid. Amen. Bumholin Boo. Father O2, alternate the Lord's name. Father O2, amen. Father O2, amen. There's no fact in the church. Yeah, we know. 20 after 10. Okay, here's the deal. I got the latest uh, rating thing out here, and we'll have to try to, like, transpose. Okay. There's many stations that I left off of there. We found, uh, or Eric found, I should say, a, boy, Eric. a current online list, but he wants to know what to do now. Do we reset the poll with these new findings or what? What do you mean by that? Oh, I see what you're saying. He doesn't know what to do. Start all over again? How are we going to get to a thousand if we do that? That is the question. We got 650 votes on that there, man. That is the question. 660? No, don't do that. Being asked. Messed up all my plans, like uh, Tessio said in The Godfather. I'll fax this to you. Fax me what? This list here. Well, no, I, I don't need your list because okay. i got stations that we left off. Now, Josh can add some of these on. Correct? Yeah. W-A-M-R. Radio Amour. W-A-M-R. Got it? How did we live? Uh, did we have Hot on there? We don't even have Hot 105 on there. Boy, this is a bad job by me. I, You know, I pride myself in my pool work, and this was not good. This is because I took an old one from years ago, and of course, yeah. uh, you know. Things change in broadcasting. <laughs> By the way, I watched the whole Larry King show last night with Mike Wallace. It was a good show. I can't believe it. I, I just, I can't even believe it. I watched the whole, and I shouldn't even admit that on the air. That's embarrassing. And my favorite part of the show was when Larry turned to Mike and said, Blow me $50. That was good. And Mike said, No. No way. That was good. Hot 105, WHQT, got it? We got it. He's already CMQ. Your people, some of them will be uh, marking that down. Do we have EDR even on here? Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? I'm sure we got that. Huh? Yeah, we got it. It's got five votes. Pardon us while we go through and re-jigger uh, the poll. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Did we got K uh, KISS? Yeah, we got KISS. Got 20 votes. Oh, my. 20 of our people listen to KISS? That must be Joe Bell's crowd. Wow. We thought it was going to be swell with Joe Bell, and now we're all going to, well, let's see. Uh, WXDJ, I don't even know what that is. It's another no-speaking place, I'm sure, but put it, we want to get them all on there. WXDJ, got it? Got it. WMIB, now that's one we shouldn't have left off. Men in Black. WHDR, now that's the one. Let's see, we got to change. Eric, we got to change uh, one of them to HDR. Which one is that? Now, you should know this. I got it here. Mainstream, uh, mainstream Urban, it says. Wait, no, that's EDR. I'm looking no, on this what, list what's the frequency? I'm looking for it on the list. Kenneth. HDR, 93.1, Miami Rock, it says. Well, 93.1 used to be... Uh, yeah, that's the new rock station. It uh, used to be TMI, and it used to be the, uh, the dance TMI, music. okay, so change WTMI to WHDR, Eric, please. This list isn't complete, but it does have all the formats, so I'm sending it to you anyway. Will you listen to me? I don't want it. I don't want to. I don't want it. I don't need it. Okay. I mean, if it's a station that's not even rated on here, we're not going to put it on our poll, for Christ's sakes. Anyway, we've got to change your WTMI to WHDR, because Cox Broadcasting did. They lied to the public when they bought TMI. Oh, we're never going to take the classical music of it, and then like about a month, six months later, well, there it went. Not that I care, because classical music is for soods. Let's see. WQM. Oh, I remember that one. The station that eats your heart out. 
WMGE. It's already on there. It still, it still exists. We have to change that. It doesn't have any audience. Now, what is that, Radio Smegma? WMGE. Is that the one that used to be she? It says Spanish, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the one that they flipped over to Espanol. That is correct. Oh, God. What a disaster. WRMA, not to be confused with WARRMR. More. Not Radio Amor. This is Radio Romancia. A-R-M-A. You got it? Got it. RTO, WRTO, Radio Ritmo. Another no speaking English. Good. Do we have any English spe uh, speaking stations left? No. No. WQBA, La Cubanissima. How come we left that off of there? Huh? I don't know. You forgot. WAQI, that's Radio Mambi. Radio Mambi. All the old Julios listen to that. WAQI. In fact, the frequency on it is uh, 790. No, I'm sorry. That's 710. That's what GBS used to be. Sorry, Ken Malden. How's Ken doing? Is he okay? He's fine. Good. I think. Uh, let's see. WAVS. Don't even put that on there. It's, it's like, I don't know what that is. An MBM. You can put WMBM, I guess. All right, let's put them all on there. WAVS, WMBM. And then, of course, WFTL, which is that 850 that your buddy P.D. Lenny was on for about five minutes until he became the regional uh, whatever for Cox Broadcasting in Orlando, why he's calling this show. So let's get WFTL on there. That's where Norma Kent worked for a couple of weeks. WJNA. Uh, am I leaving anything off? Well, WKET, don't put that on there. It's silly. And WWFE, Radio Fay. What do you say, Radio Fay? Sounds awfully... No. Gay. Yeah. So that, I think that's it. Does that cover it like a blanket? Good enough for me. Well, what happened to... Uh, but Zeta, we don't want to leave that on there as Zeta. It's not Zeta no more. What's the colors of that abortion now? The um, 94.9? Yeah. WMGE. Oh, that's what that is? Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Radio Smegma? Now, so we've got a duplication there then. We need to take Zeta. Uh, how do we do that? Take it off. There's no such thing. Yeah, that's right. Take off Zeta and the ten goofballs that voted for that are going to have to... See, they don't even know what the call letters are because we got MG on there, MGE. That goes to show what a great job Cheap Channel did again. That's their station, right? Yeah. Oh, God. What a, what a business, man. What a horrendous business. I'm begging you people out there, don't even ever visit a radio station, even if, even if you want a prize, which you probably won't get it anyway. But if you want a prize, send somebody else. Send them in a cab to pick up the prize. You don't want to see Carlos anyway. Legislation, speaking of the radio business, legislation that would raise fines for indecent broadcast could put on hold, be put on hold if Senator Ted Stevens gets his way. Now, this is a real right-wing Nazi, by the way, from Alaska. He's, but a, he's a nut. He is. He's almost in the league with uh, Sam Brownback. The Senate Commerce, they probably shower together. The Senate Commerce Committee chairman wants to place a hold on pending legislation to see whether a new industry-backed educational initiative promoting technology to block offensive TV programming adequately addresses concerns about off-color content, according to TV Week. While the delay is television-related, it would also indirectly mean an increase in fines for radio would be put on hold. That education campaign is just beginning. It's my hope that members of Congress who are working on this legislation with us will permit that campaign to run for a while to determine whether this education of the public really will result in a better understanding of how to protect children without legislation, said Stevens, while speaking at a conference sponsored by the trade group CompTEL, according to TV Week. The campaign Stevens referred to is being launched within three months by TV broadcasters along with cable and satellite companies to inform consumers about technology such as the V-chip that would block objectionable content. Objectionable, like anything that... Some of these far don't like. 
We ought to assess the need for such legislation. I think after the marketplace has worked, said Stevens, he also added, I fear we can go too far and once again end up with a decision that what we attempt to do is unconstitutional and ruin the progress we've already achieved. Yeah, unconstitutional. Like messing with our freedom of speech, okay? You jackass. You right-wing lunatic, you. You slimeball. You scum. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, dude. This is Neil Rogers. This of the Earth. is 560 okay. that's a format? No. It's even on the Liv Tyler website, the story about Aerosmith canceling their uh, concerts. Yeah, yeah, he's got issues. Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler will endure throat surgery this week, forcing the band to cancel the remaining 12 dates on their North American tour with Cheap Trick, reports Reuters. After the surgery, Tyler will be unable to sing for two to three months. The band has been touring since last October in support of their live CD, uh, DVD, Rock in the Joint. Their spring tour was supposed to last till April 15, when it would have wrapped up in Sacramento, California. Aerosmith's already canceled late shows since March 4. Fans can get refunds for canceled shows at all points of purchase. And while he's having that uh, throat surgery, you might as well get some uh, little face work done, too, you know? Because as much as I love Aerosmith's music, he's looking more and more, like I told you a couple weeks ago, like an old lady than ever before. Not that that's something new, you're right, but like a real old lady, you yeah. know? With a big mouth. Happens to everyone. Of course, we know a lot of old ladies with big mouths. Oh, my God. Anyway, here's somebody who faxes and says it was an enjoyable show, meaning Larry King last night that I mentioned about uh-huh. with Mike Wallace. But it says, isn't Chris Wallace? Yeah, he had the sun on Chris Wallace. Part of the propaganda network of Fox and uh, Mike a little bit more liberal. Well, if you have to ask me that, you weren't watching very closely because they talked about that, the fact that uh, Chris works for Fox and has met the El Presidente Bush and shaken his hand, yada, yada, and uh, Carl Rove won't let Bush anywhere near Mike Wallace. And Bush said, and Mike said, well, he works for Fox. And it was a <laughs> like that, you know. It was, it was a good show. Very rare, but it was a good show. Speaking of good shows, I didn't see it. Shame on me. Well, I was watching Larry King. You know, an old fart like me, Larry needs me badly. But young punks like you, now, did Josh watch South Park? Of course I did. Oh, excuse me. It's like a religion for us. Excuse me. What religion might that be? South Parkism. Isaac Hayes' chef character got a true South Park send-off last night, seemingly killed but mourned as a jolly old guy whose brains were scrambled by the Super Adventure Club. The thinly disguised satire continued to show his feud with Scientologists in its 10th season premiere on Comedy Central. 
And they didn't. I told you they weren't going to repeat that one about uh, in the closet. I told you that. Yeah, Josh, you owe him some money. He kept saying over and over. Now it's on again. They're going to put it on again. It'll be back. The soul singer has voiced the chef character in South Park since 1997, but left recently because of what he called the animated show's religious intolerance and bigotry. Founders Matt Stone. I wonder what that guy in St. Louis would have called uh, Isaac Hayes, huh? Chef. Founders Matt Stone and Trey Parker said Hayes, a Scientologist, was mad that South Park mocked a religion in an episode last November. A, re- a rerun of that Scientology episode was mysteriously pulled off the air last week amid published reports that actor Tom Cruise and other Scientologists you fairy. had used his clout to bury it. A Cruise spokesman denied that. Hayes didn't participate in making Wednesday's episode. The character's lines appeared to be patched together through tapes of past dialogue. Appeared to be patched. You know, I mean, I heard that one clip, and you'd have to be a moron not to realize that. That was... That was the idea. That was part of right. the humor, which these people are too dull <laughs> to get. Yeah, too stupid, too it was slow. Quite on purpose. It was like Dwayne's right. Chef repeatedly said he wanted to make sweet love to the South Park Elementary School kids. It seems the Super Adventure Club turns its members into child molesters. The children try to rescue Chef, but in the end, he turns to head back to the Super Adventure Club till he falls off a bridge onto the rocks, is burned, stabbed, and mauled by a mountain lion and bear. Then he apparently dies. A lot of us don't agree with the choices the chef has made the last few days. One of the children eulogizes him at a funeral. Some of us feel hurt and confused that he seemed to turn his back on us. But we can't let the events of the past few weeks take away the memories of how chef made us smile. We shouldn't be mad at chef for leaving us, the eulogy concludes. We should be mad at the fruity little club for scrambling his brains. The door for Hayes' return wasn't completely closed in the show's final scene. Members of the Super Adventure Club try to revive Chef. It's, it's not clear he's really dead. Now, what was it about that Darth uh, Chef? Darth Chef, yeah. They yeah. revive him as uh, They revive him Darth and back his Darth Chef. <laughs> how do you like that? And how come ta- time made O.J. so dark? A black. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Let's look at that schedule today if we're really uh, daring. So Bowie's on tomorrow morning. I see. No humper tomorrow. Got Geldy at 2 this afternoon in the wake of another Panther victory. 3-2, they held on for dear life against the Capitals. They got 69 points now, if we can say that. Curtis, no Mad Dog today either. Boy, what's going on? What is going on? Curtis for Mad Dog at Hooters Durrell, 4 to 6.50. Marlins on deck at that hour. And then, of course, 7.05, the Marlins and the Mets. Jupiter, exhibition is baseball. ADK follows Marlins baseball tonight. How'd you like to follow that? Fate worse than death. Okay, let's see how we're doing on this poll now that we got... Uh, nice job, by the way, Eric. 704 votes. Oh, we'll make that thousand easy. See, if we had to start all over again, you'd have messed up all my plans on the thousand vote club. It'll cost Josh a lot of money, too. Cost him Boku bucks. I don't listen to other stations. 134. Other than QM, what radio station you listen to most? That's the question. No others. 134. 19%. Well, God bless them. In fact, I'll guarantee you right now. Hey, oh, God. We'll bless them for what good that'll do. Sirius 105. Are you cereal? WINZ 75. Waxy 790 64. XM 60. They must like Martha Stewart. Now, who is it that's on XM? Or maybe they're just rednecks. Oprah. Oh, that's right. Oprah's on XM. Boy, you got a nose for Oprah. Doesn't take a big one, though, to smell that. WIOD 48. Big 41. Magic 34. WLRN 32. See, thank God we put that on there. Because they're so newsy, you know. WKIS 22, Coast 16, Gloves 94, 12, the Dirty Dozen. WMGE 11. See, now that, that worked out fine. We swapped over to that, and I guess they figured out what that is. WRMF 10, WVUM 9. How's that possible? Power 96, 9. KPX 8. KPX is right on VUM's ass. 
EDR6 Y100. What? It's got uh, only four. It's not our crowd. Teeny boppers. WHDR4. And none, none yet for JNA, FTL, Waves, WABS, M, uh, MBM. I wonder what the BM stands for in that station. Radio Mambi, Wacky, none. WQBA, La Cubanissima, none. Radio Ritmo, none. Well, those people aren't going to be listening here. Radio Romancia, none. WHDR is on there again. Isn't that on there twice? Is none? it? I mean, who knows what might No, wait happened. a minute. Maybe, maybe I'm just imagining things. No, I guess not. I would have sworn a lot. Don't swear. No, HDR, none. WMIB, uh, Men in Black, none. WSDJ, none. WCMQ, uh, none. See, no, we don't have any. Those are your people. Those are the banana boat crowd. Hot, none. WAMR, Radio Amor, none. And Radio Suave, none. We got no Colombians, baby. Maybe that's why you ain't got enough of that good stuff. I'm not talking about that wacky weed. I'm talking more more up the uh, different kind of line. You know what, what I'm saying? Bananas? <laughs> oh, that. Those, those kind of lines. 20 till 11 at 560 WQMB. Oh, poorly. Won't see him no more. 560 WQAM presents Who Did Mo? With Mo, how Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo, how about it, David? Whatever it is. Now, you listen to me. I've got unfinished business with that there about Iraq. I stand before you now with my previous statement plainly in hand. There ain't no National Guard in Iraq, see? National Guard? How about, how about it, no? Hey, how are they going to be in there? But, I mean, now I'm doing my thing here. What do you got to do it in there for? It's better acoustics, you knucklehead. Now scram. <laughs> no, where was I? Oh, yeah. And another thing. Who's done more for the war in Iraq? Ginger Baker's Air Force? Or Joe Kearns in a pith helmet? Ah, Well, that's pith, uh, Joyce. As in, uh, pith. <laughs> Nobody knows what I said anyway. But don't stop me now. I'm on fire, Dad. Like skizzy cats. Why, I'm the skizziest. <coughs> now, on a personal note, this new life of leisure ain't bad. Why, I'll have you know, I'm now the heartthrob of skeletal women by the pool. They, uh, they like my nice back. I got them playing strip mahjong. <coughs> but I want to tell you, these broads look like Mike Chertoff and drag. <coughs> Boy, I still got it, huh? Bet you wish you had me back. Well, not on your life. That right. No chance you'll ever see me in that smelly dump again, see? Well, do, 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 do. Exactly. 10.45, you never know. Like a bad penny, he might come back to the scene of the slime. 5.67, and we're going to take a few calls today or what? I'm thinking about it. Maybe one or two. Here's one. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm uh, calling to let you know that I know some of your buddies, like... Joe Zagaki and Pete Bolger. I yeah. used to do Bolger's uh, pool, and mm-hmm. once in a while, when I had to go, I'd pee on his house. Good, good thinking. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. You're still yeah. on. Yeah, and also, um, yeah, you okay. know, Jamaica. Go away. Wow. Uh, that was good. That's one of Pete Bolger's boyfriends. I'll be more of those. Yeah. That was really good. Like I said, let's take about 4,000 of those today. I'm in the mood for it. Although I do have to leave, I got to let's slap a tape on because I got to leave about eleven fifteen. I got to catch a plane to Woodbine. WQAM, hello. Oh God, that was the all-time worst, wasn't it? Weak, very weak. weak. Doesn't even come close. That was the all-time worst fake anybody. That was like a fake human. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil, I just wanted to uh, comment on that uh, blonde teacher who uh, was molesting the, the kid. Yeah. Can't believe she's not getting any jail time. If it was a male who did that to a female student. Oh, he'd, he'd have gotten, they'd throw the key away, right? He'd be on death row right and, now. Lock him up and throw away the key. What a right. country we live in, right? Females exactly. can do anything they want. Well, that, but that's the public. See, that's not just uh, the system. That's the public. You know, if it's a young kid getting uh, getting on with some uh, teacher, some hot teacher, especially, oh yeah, you go, boy, you go. You know, it's like that. That's right. But if it's their daughter getting, or if it would have been a male teacher sure, uh, doing right. stuff oh, with a kid, it would have been right. uh, kill him. Just right. bring him out and let's get a lynch mob. And it's just they're all over the place. Glad you understand. I, I do understand. That's the American effing way, man. That's right. Especially with her hot looking like Debbie. Right. That's right. Like she was. WQAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, Listen, you used to have a bit with that chef guy. Do you still play that or no? Oh, chocolate salty balls. I don't, I don't got that no more. Oh, you don't have well, it? We have it here, but George you're not going to hear it. We don't want to play chocolate salty balls. Donna Shalala, you get all bent out of shape over at UM. All right, Neil. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we, we can play that. There's nothing wrong with that bit. In fact, I think it's fairly long, if you ask me. We could play like an yeah, endless loop between now and... Sure? Oh, I'd, I'd love to fire it off, but I, I don't know about it. You don't? Well, we could always like uh, bail out in midstream and dump it. For, well, let's not let's not go there, okay? All right. Why do we have to play. I mean, I'm you know, already that, that on my way. Incarnation, anyway. That's before we knew that he was even a Scientologist. Well, like Stan said in the eulogy, we'd like to remember the chef that was with a fruity right. little club screwed with his head. Right. And would the and, and would those guys come out of the closet already or what? God. <laughs> in fact, you know something that would be a great episode when they come uh, later in the season. They open the door, and not only is John Travolta in there along with uh, Tommy Cruz, but Chef is in there, too. And R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, no. Don't play that. Huh? You said it was all right. And I did not say that at all. I said, you're going to get joyced. You said it was... All right. Yeah, that's what Mad Dog said. He's not even working. Just about bonbons. Yeah. I have a stick of butter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but I do believe that's enough. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. We got a lot of call today on here today, man. They're like foaming at the mouth. They're ready. They're ready for action today. And I am too. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. I was wondering if I could add WRGP to your poll. What is it? WRGP. What is that? It's uh, FIU. Student radio. FIU's got a student station. I'll be there. Now, what kind of crap do they? I mean, what do they play? Um, it's kind of like the UN, but without all the crap. I see. Well, that, that <laughs> says a lot. Okay, thanks a lot. We'll get it right on. All right, thanks. FIU's got a radio station. We got a caller from FIU. How do you like that? I'm not really sure what that was. WRGP. Is that what he said? That's what I thought he said. WRGP or WRPP? I'm not really sure which one he said. I think RGP. GP. I know what it was. 730 vote on the poll. We'll get to 1,000. And, boy, Eric almost uh, messed up my whole life today. Wouldn't be the first time. Wanted to, like, start all over again. Can you even imagine just that? Just asking. He wasn't one. He just I didn't know what you wanted to do. He gets to be a little uh, spastic. He doesn't understand. You think after all this time he'd get it? It's an ego trip for us. We want to get 1,000 votes. We don't care if the question is, like, paper or plastic. We don't care. If we get 1,000 votes, it makes us proud, you know? Aren't you proud? No. You'd be proud of this call, Line 9, QAM, Eddie Line. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, what are the chances of getting those Vegas-style slot machines on our bullet train? I told you. More online. Yeah, you were right. I know that. When's the last time we got, like, a real call on Line 9? You know, we used to get, like, a call from New York. Remember that? Yeah. 
We had a few on there. I don't even give that number out, and rightfully so. WQAM, hello. Neil. Plus, I don't know what it is. Yes, sir. Got a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, I read a story about a kid winning a poker tournament, a uh, million bucks. A tournament, And he gets, yeah. uh, he gets 600000 out of that. Right. You've got to pay taxes, which is ridiculous. Now, I think you were asked this question so many times, but what the hell do they do with that money for taxes? What, what do you mean by that? Well, if you pay 400000 for taxes, I mean, and we're in a deficit and all that other good stuff. Wait, what do you mean, what do they do with it? The same thing they do with your tax money and my tax money. They pee it down the drain, baby. They're busy buying armaments to kill more people in Iraq to sacrifice more, more soldiers. That's what they're doing with it. What kind of a question is that? What are they doing with the money? Peeing it. Right. They open up the Farrah Fawcett, man, and they just right. uh, pee it away. It goes right to Halliburton and Bechtel. No, or somewhere. Yeah, right in Dick Cheney's uh, retirement mm-hmm. fund. Right in his pocket. Right. It goes right into uh, Rumsfeld's uh, bird flu fund. Oh, God. I'm telling you, man. Even even Jesse James would be embarrassed by this crowd. Even Bonnie and Claude wouldn't believe what's going on now. This is These are the Robin Hood in reverse. I told you that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's what these people are. Robin Hood in reverse. Steal from the poor, give to the rich. And how about some more tax cuts for the rich? Hey, I'll take it. See, I got a whole different attitude now. Because if you knew how much I pay in taxes, you'd probably fall off the chair there, right? Well, you got a pretty good idea, probably. I'll tell you in the morning. Yeah, I got an idea. Well, it's it's sickening. And I, I say we go on a tax protest. You try it first, though. <laughs> All right. I mean, in your case, they won't miss that. Maybe Josh can go on a tax protest. If yeah. they miss that, they must really be watching real close. How's that deal yours coming, by the way? There is no deal. I see. Let's make a deal, not... Oh, and speaking of that, I didn't watch the show. I saw it was on last night. What do they call that show that's a ripoff, uh, Deal or No Deal? Now, you talk Never about a really it. transparent ripoff of Let's Make a Deal. I mean, that, I saw the promo for that. Man, that's all that is. I bet you Monty Hall is just, uh, he's peeing all over the place. Good Jewish or Canadian boy, Monty Hall. He's still alive, by the way. What about uh, Jay, what's his name? What was his name? That uh, I keep asking you that. We don't know what it was. Jay. The guy that used to bring the uh, prizes. You, you never saw Let's Make a Deal? Yeah, I saw Let's Make a he Deal. He used to bring the stuff on. He used to schlep out those different uh, yeah, the little like TV coffee trays. tables. That, that's, that's it, right. Like TV trays with prizes on them. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. I guess it was a low-budget show. Jay Stewart, that's what it was. Boy, I'm telling you. No kin to Dan Stewart. Oh, we're fine. Can you really believe that Dan Stewart is dead? I mean, it's just, I, I just, I don't know. You it's know? around, yeah. No, I'm, I'm serious. All the different people over the years, uh, like, uh, what was his name? Larry Knight, a.k.a. Larry Stein was his real name, that worked with me in uh, Kalamazoo and in Sturgis, Michigan, years and years ago in the 60s. And he's dead. Mm-hmm. Remember that? He was at GBS very no. briefly, and uh, he's dead. He was a young guy. And like uh, Dan Stewart, he was a young guy. He couldn't have been, like, more than 40, 40-something, 40, uh, right? Right. Dead. Boy, oh, boy. It's just uh, a scary kind of a thing. And I did see when I was home, Brian Andrews was on on one of the channels there, little Brian Andrews, speaking of. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, you sir. know the story you reported earlier about the DJ was a coon. Oh, oops, I mean a coup. Hey, I was wondering if I could touch your pole. <laughs> yeah, I bet, you, I bet it wouldn't be the first time. Boy, oh boy, talk about out of control. Oh, yeah. I wonder what station he's from. Probably across the street. Probably works in sales over there. And by the way, you folks over there at the ticket, you ought to be you ought to be kissing each other on the lips. You ought to be so excited about what's going on with our sales department. I uh, th- you see. What did I tell you? 
These guys were supposed to come in now, the new regime, and they were going to clean up all the mess that uh, Greg left behind and screw in and, and uh, what was his name, uh, whatever it was. Was it Raymond the uh, Raymond Burr uh, Chris Chris Raymond Burr? What was his name? Curtis. Guess what? You ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing but a mess. We can't get a straight answer. Has you, have you seen the Duffmeister lately? Speaking of you, fair. I don't care who you are. You fair. Huh? I saw him yesterday. He's not going to be in today. Oh, I said, why is that? I don't know. Something. We got an awful lot of that. We're not going to be in today. Stuff going on in this place. That, that's the thing that bugs me. And the way I look at it, if you're working like and getting paid, especially a decent amount of cash, show up every stinking day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my idea. Except me. Except when it starts in the summertime. And why? Not that I'm counting the days or the weeks or the months. Under three months till that summer schedule, George. Mm-hmm. Then they will fear you. Then, then you'll be dangerous. I'm telling you. everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's play chocolate salty balls until about four this afternoon. This is Neil Rogers. Or in a one chair mode. This is 560. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Said Bush wasn't right Turning his back on Katrina that night And pushing us to the left and right again All the bloggers are talking sad Better not talk about a rat I've got a bad feeling called rogue will attack And my face and forward to a big southern back I'll be set where the left-wingers go My top secret sentinel can't get most Every night be traced and listened to Raise our kids under house arrest Get called names after one protest And take our music where they made that Dixie Chicks go Where the left-wingers go It's 11 o'clock, boys and girls, at 560 WQAM. We got Geldy at 2 o'clock. Enough said. After posting the performance contracts of artists like Bruce Springsteen, the Rolling Stones, and U2, the Smoking Gun has finally obtained the backstage demands of a real rock star. That's right. Below you'll find a copy of Vice President Dick Cheney's Standard Tour Rider. The document is provided to hotels where Cheney will be bunking and lists how the Republican poll's downtime suite needs to be outfitted. While the vice president's requests are pretty modest, no exact uh, extract the uh, brown M&M demands here, Cheney does like his suite at a comfy 68 degrees. And, of course, all the TVs need to be preset to Fox News Channel. Decaf coffee should be ready upon his arrival along with four cans of caffeine-free diet Sprite. And when Cheney's traveling with his wife, Lynn, the second family's suite needs an additional two bottles of sparkling water. Mrs. Cheney's H2O should be either Calistoga or, curiously, Perrier, a favorite beverage of French terrorism appeasers. The document prepared by the vice president's advance team was obtained by the smoking gun after it was provided to a hotel employee prior to a Cheney visit. When we asked Cheney spokesperson Jenny Mayfield about the document's reference to gifts that hotels might leave in a suite for the vice president, she told us she was unable to address the question since she hadn't seen the downtime requirements rider. In fact, she asked for a copy, which we, we declined to provide. <laughs> oh. At our source's request, we blacked out the handwritten name and Washington, D.C. phone number of a Cheney staffer. As for notations regarding extra lamp-specific newspapers in the carafe, it's unclear whether they were added by an advance team staffer or a hotel official. And here's the, um, here it is. Queen or king-size bed in a connecting room to the parlor. Desk with chair. 
private bat room, all lights turned on, temperature set to 68 degrees, all TVs tuned to Fox News. Please let the advance office know if it is satellite or cable TV. Microwave, coffee pot in the uh, suite, brew decaf prior to arrival. Container for ice and the location of where the ice maker is located. The location of where it's located. Bottled water, four to six bottles. Diet caffeine-free Sprite, four cans. I didn't even know they made caffeine-free Sprite. Did you? I think Sprite is caffeine-free automatically. And that's what I thought. Like uh, 7-Up. Yeah, yeah. Sparkling water, Calistoga or Perrier, two bottles of Mrs. Cheney's traveling with the vice president. Hotel restaurant menu. Please also fax a copy of the advance orifice. Newspapers, New York Times, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and local paper. If the hotel would like to put a gift in the suite, please let the advance office know ASAP. Also, please make sure someone from the team or a super volunteer on radio is there to receive the motorcade upon arrival. Your vice president in action. That's actually pretty modest considering uh, what other people demand. Yeah, exactly. The inquirer you know, prints what the celebrities want. As long as they got Fox News Channel and lights That's on 58 right. degrees, he's a happy camper. And the restaurant menu so he can fill his fat face. And the marching band. Put more stress on that heart. Put a lot more stress on that heart. Other than WQA and what radio station do you listen to most is our poll question today on NeilRogers.com. 750 votes. 750. We'll make that 1,000, won't we? Yes. You'll see. Have no doubt. I don't listen to any other station. 145, that's 19%. 146, it's just it's zooming up there. 19.1%. Sirius, 112. WINZ, that's Scare America, 84. Waxy, 790, that's uh, the ticket, 71. Greg Kotex. XM, 64. WIOD, 50. Oh, my God. 50. We're talking Rush. We're talking uh, the Schmidtmeister. What's that, Jackass Glenn Beck, Rams with Dreck? WBGG, 42. Got to be Paul and Old Ron, ain't it? WLRN, 37. Magic, 34. Oh, God. If they ever played good music, it would be a miracle. If they played the miracles, it would be great. WKIS, 25. Kiss this. Coast 16, Love 13, Power 96, 12, WRMF 11, WMGE, Radio Smegma 11, WVLM 9, WKPX 8, WHDR 7, EDR 6. How about WODR, the odor on your radio dial? Now, what kind of a name? You're right, Quadrivian, those missing kids. What kind of a name is that? Uh, it sounds I mean, like Purvis an evil, is bad enough, overlord. I've actually heard people named Purvis, but Quadrivian? Yeah, it's Dr. Doolittle. No wonder he yeah. ran away. Y100, let's see, EDR6, uh, uh, six, Y104, WQBA, La Cubanissima, 1. Wow, Radio Amor, wow, wow, 1. We got one finally. None for WRGP, that's the FIU station. None, zero, even a kid that called in. WJNA, WFTL, Waves, MBM, Radio uh, Mambi, Radio Ritmo, WRMA, Radio Romancia, MIB, XDJ, CMQ, Hot, SUA, Radio Suave, La Colombanissima, none. All those. All of those have the big fat oh. like that. Even Mo would be embarrassed by a number like that. Now, seriously, how can you do a one share on this station? In fact, we've already, we still got some people on there that are doing numbers that are so embarrassing to me. But nevertheless, longtime AP correspondent ousted from job in Vermont. The longtime chief correspondent for the Associated Press in Vermont has been forced out of his job, stunning the state's journalistic politicians. Christopher Graff. 52. I wonder if he's kin to Steffi Graf. A writer who was in charge of the AP's Vermont Bureau in Montpelier was told Monday he no longer had a job. Fired at him. The move came after he put a partisan column on the wire and as the news agency is consolidating some of its bureaus across state lines. 
Mr. Graff, a 27-year Associated Press employee and host of Vermont This Week on Vermont Public TV for more than a decade, said he couldn't discuss the matter because he had signed a non-disclosure agreement. But speaking of news articles yesterday about losing his job, he said, it's a little like reading your obituary prematurely. Jack Stokes, spokesman for the AP in New York, confirmed that Mr. Graff was no longer with the company and said the AP didn't discuss personnel issues. That's always the cop-out, you know. We don't discuss personnel issues, especially when we screw people over. Candace Page, longtime reporter, former managing editor of the Burlington Free Press, said the phone lines were burning up around the state. He's a solid journalist. I can't imagine why the AP would fire him. Emerson Lynn, editor and publisher of the St. Albans Messenger, said one clue to Mr. Grant's departure might have been the AP's having told him this month that it was inappropriate for him to have posted a column by Senator Patrick Leahy, Democrat of Vermont, on the wire. Mr. Lynn said that for the last two years, the AP had prepared a package of articles about Sunshine Week in which media organizations advocate openness in government. Senator Leahy had written a column highly critical of the Bush administration on the matter for the American Society of Newspaper Editors. The column said, for example, that the foundations of our open government are under direct assault from the first family in the White House, from the first White House in modern times that is openly hostile to the public's right to know. On March 8th, Mr. Graff posted Mr. Leahy's column on an advanced wire that carries material that can be used at a later date. He had attached an editor's note saying Mr. Leahy was asked by the American Society of Newspaper Editors his thoughts on the status of the right to know for use in Sunshine Week. The AP removed the column from the advanced wire within an hour, advised newspapers not to run it. There you go, you see. Dan Rather gets canned. This guy gets canned. That poor guy in St. Louis gets canned just because he said that there was a bloodless coup when they stole the two elections. Is that what he said? A coup. That's right. It was a big, fat, bloodless coup is what he said. Oh, God, like them pigeons out there. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes. Yes. Listen, um, have you ever heard of uh, Billy, uh, Billy Graham speak? Have I ever heard, ever heard of Billy Graham speak? Is that Listen, a language? No. Is that like double speak? No, like I was channel surfing last night, and I just happened to listen to him for a couple of minutes. I got scared, Neil. Scared the world for what? Is in, because the way he speaks about what's going on in the world and everything, it's, 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 I mean, believe it or not, whether you like it or not, Neil, your show has a lot of influence. No, now, you, you say on your show that you're atheist, that you don't believe in God. Now, we, we know that because that might be your stick, but in your personal life, we don't know. And well, let me say it again. It's got nothing to do with shtick, okay? I mean, the whole God idea is such nonsense, man. It's uh, it's like for little children. It's like Santa Claus. Neil, but you have to believe in something. Yeah. Yeah, I believe in the dial tone, and you're hearing one right now, no charge. You have to believe in something. Well, what does that mean? You have to believe in it. you got to believe. you got to believe. It sounds like some I believe in cliche. something. I believe in pasta with butter and salt. Yeah, I believe in I believe that, it's uh, great. That's right. I believe in my Dreamfield pasta. My blood sugar was 78 this morning. I'm uh, still alive. you got to believe in something. Now, what, what, what kind of double talk was that? So you're talking about oh, the something talk? Christian brainwashing talk. Garbage in, it? garbage out. He's just repeating stuff. Giving him a speak, it was scary. Yeah, it's scary, all right. In fact, he's still alive. It's scary enough to me. All those far bits in a goyam. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon. No, it's just shtick. I'm just making it up because it's a very popular thing to do to say that you don't believe in God. <laughs> yeah, especially right. popular to say you're gay. Yeah, oh, that's even more popular. Gay. WQAM. Hello. Just Hi, Pally. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. What I like about the Howard Stern show when it's done, I get to hear it all over again. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Funny. Huh? I have no idea. WQAM. Hello. Hello. I'm sure Howard reads a lot of bedtime stories on the show. Yes, sir. Hello? Hello. Uh, yeah, um, Richard from Miami. Oh, here's Richard in Miami. Hello. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you see how Bush is uh, sending his Christian friends after you to see if you believe in God or not? Is he really? <laughs> yeah. See that? The Lord just smote him. He just smote him. Well, I tell you, you people better better start learning some phone technique. First of all, get a decent phone that works would be number one. And number two, well, it sounded to me like a verbal number two right there. Can you smell it? Smell something. WQAM, hello. It's Clarence Thursday. WQAM, hello. Mr. Rogers, how are you, sir? Okay, sir. Mr. Collins? I appreciate you uh, enlightening the uh, the audience on your, your views over the past couple of years. And despite what these people say, you don't need to have a shtick. You can just get on there and talk what you want. That's why Wait, let's have to shtick it. That's my, my philosophy in life, shtick it. And, you know, I have a question for you. I, I, I've been ordering your CDs uh, over the past couple of years. How do we find out what is on that About 30 Man CD? Just go on our website. It's got the list right there. Okay, and, and one more question, Neil. Where can I get that Mickey and Iser snick this uh, skit? Because it's can't, not on your. Can't get it. Can't get it. Where can we get uh, all these bits? Can't. Oh. Subscribe to the comedy service that uh, pr- produced it. Okay, that'd be a good idea. It won't cost you too much. It's like going to the grocery store and asking the stock boy, "Hey, where do you yeah, get go these Yeah, go into 7-Eleven and see if they're carrying it where this week. Where do you week, get okay? these uh, carrots? Call up uh, Joe Bell. Maybe he'll cut a copy for you. Call up our new sales guy. He ain't doing much of anything else. He'll uh, he'll cut a copy. He'll burn one. In fact, that's probably what they're doing back there now because they're sure not selling or servicing anything. They're burning one. So you're missing out. Maybe that's how Fat Boy keeps his appetite up. 791 votes on our poll. We'll make that 1,000, man. We'll have over about 850 by the... Uh, well, you'll see. No sweat today, right? No sweat. No sweatski. No sweatsuit. Don't listen to any other station, 150. That's 19%. Boy, are we very proud of that. Are we proud? Mm-hmm. Teeth is punch, and we can only, like, uh, reproduce those. This folk. is Neil Rogers. That was folk, I said, George. This folk. is 516 This is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Uh, yes, uh, this is Al Franken. Now, I've been criticized for not knowing anything about... Uh, radio. Uh, contrary to such allegations, I uh, have indeed purveyed said services, as you will now hear. Uh, my first gig, as you call it, was on WMCA in New York. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, this is uh, a rather long rant to uh, talk about. Uh, uh, now, you may find amusement in the irony of, of me spinning a song called Heat Wave on such a hot day. Uh, yes, I, I could be such a car. Yeah, it's 87 WABC degrees outside on your home of the good guys. WFCA. Oh, wait, I, 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 that uh, faux pas actually landed me a job on WABC. Unfortunately, on the day of the 65 blackout. WABC! Ah, uh, yes, I, uh, here's the, uh, uh, number one song. All American Swinger in New York town. I did it. I, I hit the pole. Uh, it, uh, it seems the lights have uh, been extinguished. Hello? Uh, can I go home now? Hmm? Oh, I see. I, I have to, uh, cue 
another record here. Oh, okay, uh, here's a uh, little number. I'm certain will suffice. Let's see if I can hit the post this time, shall you? Oh, uh, yes, I, uh, it wasn't until several years later that I hit the post again. Here's a song about the Yo family. There was Baby Yo, Papa Yo. You see, I, I knew I could do what I did was I, I combined my laser-like viewers with the, the open the shout of Mama Yoles, and my precision timing that is as used in a talent great as mine. Well, I have achieved a milestone now with my uh, you, know, uh, you see it now. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Yes, he is. And what he does, and it's pretty weak. 1118 at 560 WQAM. Over 800 votes on a poll. Told you, piece of cake, man. We'll slide by that thousand. You won't even notice it. Just another slider. Oh, here's the website you ought to take a look at. Makerspendedall.com. Those people who despise Catherine Harris <laughs> as much as I do. Oh, and by the way, yeah. you hear about her plane? Oh, brother. I heard about her peanuts. I told you, don't go on those cruise ships. Didn't I tell you that? Yes, Uh-oh. you did. We'll get to that story eventually. I think I got it in my pile. Although everybody's... Costly excursion. Oh, no, that's another one. This was the worst excursion. Don't go on those cruise ships unless you want to go like down uh, the avalanche. Anyway, it's called MakerSpendItAll.com, and it shows a picture of a smiling. She looks like a horse's ass, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. de Ville. I'm going to put everything on the line. I'm going to commit my legacy for my father. Ten million, that's everything that I have. It shows her saying that. And then it says, MakerSpendItAll. Tell Catherine Harris the U.S. Senate seats are not for sale. Donate now and help defend Senator Bill Nelson from her latest shopping spree and tell all your friends. And it's got a place where you can click and donate. It says, hey, check us out. We started with a goal of $1,000. Blew past that, raised it to two grand. Blew past that, and now have a $5,000 goal. Keep it up, make her spend it all. We've raised $3,936.04 toward today's goal of 5000 Donate now. How do you like that? Make her spend it all. All one word. Makerspendedall.com. You'll love it. Send in a couple of bucks. See, they're doing better than we are with our uh, bogus fundraiser. How are we doing? 20000 We got what? 20515 Oh, well, that's not so bad, so we're over the top. That's right. My goal was 20000 I told you that several days mm-hmm. ago. 20515 Well, that's enough. Insurgent doctor killed dozens of wounded soldiers by Patrick Cockburn in Kirkuk. When policemen, soldiers, and officials in Kirkuk were injured in insurgent... <laughs> what, are you, you choking on lunch now or what? That's right. I have a fun ball. I see. What, speaking of lunch, what's going on today? John the Baker. Really? Yeah. Oh, John the Baker, be sure to mention my name when you go in there and say, Neil Rogers, they'll give you that half dozen garlic rolls because otherwise, uh, otherwise Duff's going to lose all that money lose the account and blow it right out of the water. I, I'll tell you, this, this sales group we got now, we got a group grope going on back there because we sure got nothing to do with selling or servicing. And this thing with Pompano Park, I'm going to tell you, if they don't resurface soon, I, I mean, you know, it's their money. They can do whatever they want. But it just, it's just emblematic of what's been going on back there for a, for, for a couple of years now. And they can keep changing people around, and the revolving door can keep swinging and swinging. But uh, there's nothing going on that I can see. Can you, can you see it? See what? Any progress. I see this. Yeah, I, I'm sure you do. Although I am seeing quite a number of spots, some real ones unlogged today, too, as opposed to the usual 80,000 trade-outs. Well, now that what's-his-name is gone, we don't have to worry about those Rolex watches and all those cars, those Jaguars and stuff. I better not say that. When policemen, soldiers, and officials in Kirkuk who were injured in insurgent attacks arrived in the emergency room of the hospital, they had hoped their chances of surviving had gone up as doctors tended their wounds. 
In fact, many of the wounded were almost certain to die because one of the doctors at Republic Hospital was a member of an insurgent group. Pretending to treat the injured, many killed 43 of them by secretly administering lethal injections, a police inquiry has revealed. He was called Dr. Luay. Or is that Luai? Luai Luai? I bet you got that by the Kingsman. Come on, let's go. Let's hear it. All right. You got it. I'll take a second. Luai Luai. You can do it. It was number one, I think, a hundred different times, I believe. There it is. That's all you need, right? Yeah, that was enough. Well, you don't want to play the beginning because you're afraid they're going to understand the lyrics. I know all the lyrics. Clean as a whistle. And they went whip it off or something like that. He was called Dr. Luai, and when the terrorists failed to kill a policeman or a soldier, he would finish them off. Colonel Yagdar Shikar Abdullah Jaff, a senior Kirkuk police chief, told the independent newspaper in Britain, he gave them a high dosage of medicine which increased their bleeding, and they died from blood loss. Dr. Luai Luai carried out his murder campaign over an eight- to nine-month period, police say. He appeared to be a hard-working assistant doctor who selflessly made himself available for work in any part of the hospital, which is the largest in Kirkuk. He was especially willing to assist in the emergency room, I'll bet. With 272 soldiers, policemen, and civilians killed, and 1,220 injured in insurgent attacks in Kirkuk in 2005, the doctors were rushed off their feet and glad of any help they could get. Nobody noticed how many patients were dying soon after being tended by their enthusiastic young colleague. Their last words always were, I'm dying over here. Dr. Luai was finally arrested only after the leader to the cell of which he belonged, named Mala Yassin, was captured and confessed. I was really shocked that a doctor and educated uh, man should do such a thing, said Colonel Jaff. There you go. That article written by Patrick or something or other. Coburn. A former aide spills the dirt on Fidel Castro. This is in the Herald today. I'm sure that everybody and their brothers all whipped up about Fidel, including your buddy Miguel. That's why we don't have time to be doing more on the fundraiser, because uh, Miguel is busy researching the life story of Fidel and Fulgencio Batista and all of these Cuban guys. Obsessed. Like yes. He's the only guy I know that's got like Cuban baseball cards. Speaking of baseball, how's my tickets coming? Do you see Ray Perry yet? I have not. I bet you Josh knows something about that with the tickets. Yeah, I kept them all for myself. No, no, I don't mean that. I'm just, uh, oh, is, have they been, have they been uh, issued yet? Probably not. It's too early. No. Because the first game is when? April 7th, home game? Yeah. Something like that. You'll get something them like the day before. I see. Well, then you can probably hand deliver them right to my house. George will take them up. No problem. No problem. And then, of course, Miguel will, like, uh, you know, give him a song and a dance and maybe about no. an ounce or two. Go in there and cherry-pick all the good games. Uh, that to what? To pasta? A former AIDS player. Hey, I've got news for you, man. That Dreamfield pasta, this is like a new life for me. I feel like I've been born again, baby. Forget that religion crap, okay? Get you some low-carb pasta. Those of you who love the pasta like I do, it just change your life. I'm brown that ground meat in olive oil, olio oliva. Cooking up my sauce with some nice sliced black olives in it. And then the secret is I take, after I drain the, the two ounces of pasta, after I cook it for eight minutes, after I drain it, in the bowl that I'm going to put it in, I have, like, sliced up some mozzarella cheese. You know, fresh mozzarella? Mm-hmm. Make about half a dozen slices. And I put that in there and toss it all in the spaghetti. And it melts into the pasta. You know, oh, man, then you put on your sauce with your meat, with your meat sauce or meatballs or whatever. Sausages, a little wine. Man, as part of Fidel and Raul Castro's inner circle, Delphin Fernandez learned titillating secrets, everything from why the Cuban leader incinerates his dirty underwear to his cravings for pricey Spanish ham. Did you know he incinerates his dirty underwear? I do know. Oh, Fidel's former golfer confirms, too, the heftier secrets that Cuba experts have talked about for years, how the brothers assemble dossiers on foreign businessmen who want to invest in Cuba, for instance. 
It's Fernandez's knowledge about Fidel Castro's dirty laundry, though literally and figuratively, that's made him a cost celeb in South Florida. No detail about the Castro brothers seems too small for sharing with the world, at least in South Florida. A sickness, an obsession. Fernandez's chief of bodyguards, Bienvenido Chico Perez, told him the Cuban leader has his underwear burned to foil any assassination plots with chemicals during laundering. Oh, I never thought about that. That's even better than uh, get lighting a cigar on fire with uh, explosives. Remember that one? I do. Stogie. I thought it was like acid or something. So you should have done what Sigourney Weaver did, like uh, bust it in half. And fill That's it right. up. Fill it up, roll it up. Right. Mark it with a B. And he knows Fidel's capricious appetite for Serrano hams having been sent to Spain to bring $2,500 worth of the pata negra delicacy back to Cuba. He knows well the Castro brothers, doctors, and children having vacation with them at lavish oceanfront homes on the island. So what does a man with such sensitive information do once he goes into exile? Why, he gets a steady, fun-paid gig on a Spanish-language TV show in Miami, of course, after having been a bodyguard to international stars, among them Antonio Banderas. Fernandez, cherubic, chatty, and with a portfolio of sensitive photographs and a memory filled with intimate Castro morsels, arrived in Miami less than a year ago after living in Espana for five years. But already he's got a spot on a new TV show on WJAN Channel 41 in Miami. WJAN. I was assigned to take care of the people closest to Fidel so they don't like anything and don't feel threatened by anything inside or outside Cuba. When I tell about these things on TV, people see me and I start making a name for myself, he said. Former CIA analyst Brian Littell, a senior researcher at UM's Institute for Cuban and Cuban-American Studies, said this week he spent hours meeting with Fernandez Miami earlier this year for academic research. A lot of the stories he told me were fascinating. I found almost all of them to be highly credible, almost all of them. Got it? Got it. Fernandez paints Raul Castro, who runs Cuba's armed forces uh, and, by extension, much of its economy, as more practical and family-oriented than his older brother, an analysis echoed by Littell in his book, After Fidel. Raul likes the money. He has a transition plan, Fernandez said. Fidel doesn't. I think Raul would like to lead an economic transformation, ultimately find a way to retire peacefully with his family with all the money he's stolen from the Cuban people over the years and taken out of the country. Fernandez said he carried suitcases of cash out of Cuba for the Castro brothers. The initial idea of Fidel was good. Batista was an assassin, Fernandez said. What happened was, of course, he took uh, what the revolution was wrong and has dissolved in this unstoppable, insatiable corruption without limits of vast lie. The people are in misery. Cuba's people have been enslaved as cheap labor for foreign businessmen. Sound like uh, the U.S. to me now. Mm -hmm. Cheney and the Bush, Rumsfeld, the Fourth Reich. Sounds like uh, this stuff. Oh, so anyway, if, uh, Fidel's burning his underwear and smoking a fat one. This is Neil Rogers. This is 5 a.m. Tell me yours, I'll show you mine. Absolutely. I think this new government might be a waste of time. If Bush thinks that will fix things up, sure out of his mind, yeah. There'll be chaos over there. There'll still be bullets in your hair. I don't want to hear from Bush that he's restoring peace. How will we know it's the season with that new democracy? I guess we'll know it's the season when you see more Mickey D. McDonald's. 11.33, 27 at noon. We got Geldy at 2 this afternoon. 
No, a Mad Dog today. we got Curtis at Hooters and Doral at 4 o'clock. Marlins on deck 650. Marlins in a match from Jupiter 705. Preseason baseball, a big ratings bonus. And then, of course, Eddie Kay after the uh, exhibitionist baseball. Crippled Iraq war veteran wins Democratic primary in Illinois. Oh! Or some people say Illinois. That kind of annoys when I hear people say Illinois. Yes. Or like Chicago. Crippled Iraq war veteran Lada Tammy Duckworth has eked out a primary win over two Democratic challengers, earned the chance to run in November for an open U.S. Congress seat. There's nothing like an open seat. That's what Duff always told me. How's he doing, by the way? Is he, uh... I don't care who you are, you fairy. Duckworth is running in the heartland state of Illinois, is the most prominent of more than a dozen Iraq war veterans running for orifice in November's midterm general election. The Chicago Tribune gave her 43.5% of the vote in Tuesday's primary, with 96% of District 3 precincts reporting she was three points ahead of her closest rival. Democrats hoping they can regain control of the Senate and the House in November because of public anger over Iraq and scandals that hit the Republican Party have recruited a large number of Iraq veterans for election races across the U.S. A U.S. Army National Guard helicopter pilot in Iraq, Duckworth, lost both legs when her aircraft was shot down November 2004. The neophyte Democratic politician whose mother is Thai is hoping to fill the seat of retiring Republican Representative Henry Hyde. Remember Henry Hyde, who was having an affair with that guy from Weston and ruined a guy's uh, marriage in his life? And that lied Henry? and told the woman that he wasn't married and stuff like that? That Henry Hyde? That Henry Hyde. Oh, no, I never heard of it. That nail his Hyde. Anyway, a uh, neophyte Democratic politician... She has received numerous high-profile endorsements, including one from former Democratic presidential candidate John Kerry and retired General Wesley Clark, who said she eats one hell of a deli sandwich. What a jackass, Wesley Clark. Didn't he turn out to be a big disappointment, huh? We had such high hopes, huh? Remember the song High Hopes? Uh-huh. Frank Sinatra, I bet you got it. What year? Oh, I don't know, 50-something. Old, ancient, from the movie with Grace Kelly. High no, hopes. No. You don't got no. it? No. Oh, come on. Too old, baby. Uh, oh, yeah, up. that's what they always tell me. Uh-huh. Other than WQAM, what radio station do you listen to most? We got 832 vote. I told you, we get 1,000 like just falling off a cliff like those people in uh, Chile. No problem. I'm going to listen just like, uh, what's his name there on Guiding Light? Boy, that show has really gone in the tank. They're all, all the people are gone. I don't listen to other stations, 157, 18.8%. That's kind of like QAM, Guiding Light. All Everybody's gone. Sirius, 122. Couldn't be Howard, could it? No, it's got to be Martha Stewart. W-I-N-Z-87, Scare America and Your Girlfriend, who was on Lou Dobbs, somebody told me a couple nights ago. I told you. I don't watch Lou Dobbs anymore. Waxy, 790, the ticket, 78. That's really great. Those must be people listening to Joe Rose. I mean, XM, 5068, uh, those people must listen to Joe Costello. Well, that was the Lou Dobbs who was just on there again. Good old Lou. In fact, the Mike Wallace said he liked Lou Dobbs. And I thought to myself, yeah, George probably put him up to it. That's right. WIOD 53, WBGG Big 47, WLRN 45, Magic 37, KISS 37, WKIS 27, Old Home of Joe Bell. Hey, they'd like to have you back, Joe. Coast 17, Love 94 14, Radio Smegma WMGE 13. Now, which one is that? What do they play? I don't know. I Come on. on my list again. Which one? Smegma? WMGE. Miami Beach Spanish. Oh, that's why nobody knows. Power 9612, WRMF 11, WVUM still got nine. Mike Rosenthal, J. Rokeach, Robert Grieper, Clarence. By the way, Clarence probably won't be back till tomorrow, right? Because they lost uh, last night, so he'll be back tomorrow with them. I imagine. Just in time to make sure that the check shows up. WKPX 9, Piper High. 
Y108, WHDR7, that's uh, what used to be uh, Zeta, right? Okay. And from what I'm told, it really sucks. WEDR6, uh, WAMR, Radio Amor's got up here. WAVS Waves, I believe that's like uh, Haitian uh, Dominican melodies. QBA, Radio Cubanissima, one. Hot 105, only one. Solamente uno. It's not our crowd, man. That's mostly white guys who want to be black. WRGP, oh, and they got that hardest working guy in the fly jock. What's his name? Tom Joyner. Oh, God. If you can't beat him, Joyner. WJNA, all these have none. WFTL, that's 850, boy. That's the one Norma Kent used to be on. And that's the one that the Bill O'Reilly's got on there with his .2 share. That was going to knock Rush right out of the market. WMBM, WAQI, Radio uh, Mambi. Radio Ritmo has got none. WRMA, Radio Romancia, even with Luis Miguel records they play, they got none. WMIB, Men in Black, none. WSDJ, none. WCMQ, none. WSUA, Colombian uh, Subversive Radio, none. Radio Suave. None. Senior always tell me that all the all these people they're not they don't either they don't like us or they just uh, obsessed with that other crap they're not listening right now they're laying out. I mean with the demographics that are the, the way they're changing in South Florida rapidly it's a miracle that anybody who speaks English we got any audience you know see nobody wants to take that factor you've heard of the O'Reilly factor that's the ethnic factor in South Florida no speaking English Aki that's that's why we got nothing left. Okay. We're like the, we're, it's like going to Denny's and like a hundred people trying to eat one of them uh, Mother Humper pies. Oh, they do have pretty good Mother Humper pies. Mm. If you want to go to Denny's. You want to go to Denny's? Oh, no, don't tell that story again. Don't tell that story again about Denny's and then I'll have to play that, uh, what? Nothing, right. I'm not saying nothing. That would be good. Lanny's asked America what they wanted in an all-you-can-eat breakfast. I want more than just a lot of food. I want a lot of choices. Bacon, pancakes, and eggs any way I want them. Oh, and sausages, those little sausages that look like dog turds. Yeah, the ones that always come stuck together. What is that? And I don't want it warmed under a heat lamp at some fast food place. I want it warmed under a heat lamp at Lenny's. Tell you how I want it. I want bacon really fatty and wings that when you pick it up, it sort of droops off your finger. And eggs with the yolk broken so they're hot as a rock. And I want it served by a fat, sullen waiter with a mustache, so I have an excuse to stiffer. Hey, bring it to me, bitch, now! And I don't want to stand in line. I want to wait in line to get seated for a really long time. They do that at Denny's. Lenny's. Lenny's. America, there's a new all-you-can-eat Grand Slam breakfast venue at Lenny's. It's everything you already expect from Lenny's, just a lot more of it at room temperature. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. <laughs> Basket. Uh, what's the problem, officer? Deploy from the vehicle. If you're caught driving without a seatbelt, you will be removed from your car and shot. The police now have the authority to enforce seatbelt safety under the new Patriot Act 2. The new law is in effect now, so click it or be shot. Officers don't like doing this. They are only following orders. It's for your own protection in the never-ending fight against terrorism. Terrorist acts such as mouth noise, burping, and farting would be annoying to others. So under Patriot Act 2, eating will no longer be permitted in restaurants. Anyone eating outside the designated eating area will also be shot. It's the law. We like saying that. The law. The law. The law. The law. The law. The law. It's 
the law. 14 till noon at QM, which ought to be against the law in this place. Uh, 5670560. Pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. Looking for a real runner call here right now. We got we got a call. It won't be long, though. You'll see. All right. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? All right. Uh, I was wondering if you had read the older version of Cheney's writer on the smokinggun.com from when he was campaigning in 2000 and traveling around? No. It's uh, it's not that much different from the one you were reading before. Probably the biggest difference is uh, it states that at no time can any of the hotel staff be Haitians. Uh-huh. What did I tell you about how long that call was going to be on? Yeah, too long. Talking talk about obsessed. Mm-hmm. You were right yesterday when you, you nailed him. Yeah, I'd like to nail him his to head. a tree. Right. Sounds good. He's got a nose for noose. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Talk about a one note Charlie. WDQAM, hello. Hi Neil, there's an underground. Hello. WDQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah, underground is where you need to be, Reverend uh, Phony. Yes, sir. Neil, good morning. Buenos dias. Hey, uh, this week's New Times has a uh, a story on uh, Mike Kirsch at Channel Four, a reporter. Yeah. Did a story on uh, the. Uh, Filing a complaint against another police officer. In other words, yeah. if, you, if you're out there and you have a problem with a police officer, you went, on, you went to all the different police stations and uh, tried to file a, or they sent somebody in, they tried to file a complaint. And um, apparently the police didn't like it, so they posted his name and address on their website. Right. A perfect example of how the, uh, the police are the biggest uh, gangs there are. Okay, thanks for the good news. Thanks for the bulletin. 5670560. Pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. You hear how P.O.'d that guy sounded? Mm-hmm. WDQAM, hello. I'm possessed. WDQAM, hello. QAM. Hello, who's this? Who are you calling? Neil Rogers. Speaking. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay. Who's this? This is the guy who used to hate the no-name lady <laughs> uh-huh. years ago. Whatever that means, Okay. Everything's okay, man. Everything is fine. What do you got? Not just calling to say I still hate. Okay, go back. Go away. Five six seven oh five sixty. What do you got? Nothing. Nothing. We ain't got nothing. Just say why? Why would you expect anything after thirty years of nothing? You're right. Good point. I think he's got his uh, finger on it. Mm-hmm. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, Piper High School. If you go one decimal point to the left, there's a comedy duo team on there. Oh, yeah, I know. I hear they're going to be dead by the end of the week. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Yeah, let me speak to Neil. Speaking. Liar, I want to speak to the real deal, not to the popular. Yeah, likely story. Neil. What do you want, Pally? What do you got? I think you're the best. Okay, great. You got nothing, just like I said. What a jackass. Okay, I think you're the worst. How do you like that? I think you're the worst. Suckhole. That's that's the expression that comes to mind when I think about you. But that's why on my 30th anniversary show back on the 1st of March, remember I took so few calls, and that one turned out to be Joe Costello sucking mm-hmm. up. Oh, God. Man, that was good thinking by me, because that would have been really ponderous. Four hours of, Neil, you're the best. Okay, great. Boring. Boring. Monotonous. Ponderous. Say something, okay? Say something. Have an opinion. Express something. Can you do it? No. Is it possible? No. no. 30 years later, and they still can't do it. I was thinking about that in the shower this morning. Nothing has changed. No. 
just the age, the demographic has changed. I was thinking about when Alan Courtney got sick and croaked just in time for when I started at night on WS News, which was, you know, good, good fortune on my part. But I inherited his whole geriatric audience. And so there I was at night thinking I was going to change the world, talking to people older than death. And did you? And it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Every night I wonder, am I going to get any response, no matter what I talk about, what uh, my guest might be? The same old crap. I remember spending about two-thirds of my time bitching out the audience for their lack of uh, any kind of response. Here it is 30 years later. Same thing. About 30, man. Somebody QAM. Hello, only now I don't waste my time bitching them out. QAM. But I inherited his whole geriatric audience. QAM. So there I was. Alan there. Courtney. Deja vu. Yeah, all over again. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Bill, have you heard about that Haitian that worked for the Herald that ran over that cop? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, were you like a nerd in grade school and all that? No. You weren't? Were you a cool guy? No. In Did between. Like Just a guy. Ball? Just a Feather guy. Ball yeah, ball. Hockey ball? You're writing a, a book? Play with your ball? Yeah, play with this. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and uh, singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. You were talking about the, the reporter who uh, got fired or the DJ who got fired for using the word coon. Yes. You should have stuck to the more traditional spook or dark. Okay, great. 5670560. Oh, well, this is special well, today, yeah. boy. No, it works very well. <laughs> if he would have said it just right. a little bit faster, that would have worked. You know. <laughs> right. Oh, God. You people are so dumb. It's a, the people that call radio talk shows, man, dumber than sawdust. Not, not most of them. All of them. All of them. Oh, you're insulting the callers now. That's correct. I can't even imagine wasting my time calling into a radio talk show. But that, you know, that's uh, make Mach 11, as they say in, yeah. in Lichtenstein. 875 votes. We'll get that thousand, no problem. And you notice it's all in the same area today. Other than WQ, and it's not going to work. Wasting your time. Other than QAM, which radio station do you listen to the most? I don't listen to any other stations. 161, 18.4%. Sirius, 131. WYNZ, Scare America, 95. Waxy, 790, 80. Likely story. XM, 70. If there's anyone that's freep, that's the one. WIOD, 58. Big, 50. Big deal. WLRN, 47. Magic, 38. WKIS, 27. Kiss it. Coast, 19. WLVE, 14. Radio Smegma, MGE, 13. Power, 96, 12. WRMF, 11. KPX, 10. Then single digits. VUM, still 9. They've had 9 since we started the same. Oh, I know why they got 9. It's probably Robert Creeper voted 9 times. That's what that is. Y109, HDR7, WEDR6, MBM2. That's Haitian Melodies for that guy that's obsessed. Radio Amor2, JNA1, Waves1, QBA1, Hot1, and none for the others, including that FIU station the guy called in. I don't know why he wasted his time. Maybe for the embarrassment factor. Maybe he hates it there. Wouldn't blame him. WQBA, uh, hello. Yeah, how are you today? I beg your pardon? How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Uh, it's always good to hear your voice, and I'm doing fine. Thank you. I just want to make a brief comment on an article the other day in the uh, Sun Sentinel about the uh, cop who was dating a woman and had it out for her husband. I bet that goes on a lot more than we expect, and by so many attitudes of these cops around here, it's 
really obvious that we're just living in a Nazi world. It's the fourth rank for sure. Mm-hmm. And my bags are packed, and I'm heading out the door. All right. Good luck, you, Have pal. a great day, sir. Okay. Me too. He's got his bags packed. He's on the way out the door, okay, because the Nazis have taken over. Well, guess what? Where are you going to go, pal? Going to go to Vermont where they, uh, where they fire newspaper reporters because they put a liberal column in the paper on AP? Maybe he can where go, you go to Germany. Go? Germany. <laughs> He's already in it. Cotton He's already Nazis in it. Just, just, just a time warp, that's all. Just a mustache has been changed. WQAM, hello. WQAM, dare to be great. Hello. Listen one. Bucky, where you at, sir? hello. What's going on, Neil? Yes, sir. Yes, what about WDNA 88.9? Oh, go yeah. away. Go away. Go away. Okay, go play some jingles, okay? Go play uh, in traffic. Good God. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hi. Hi. Hey, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Oh, Neil. Hey, I didn't know if you caught the article today in the Sun Sentinel about one of Bush's uncles profiting about, I think it was about $2 million bucks on the sale of a company that's doing a lot of business in Iraq. I'll be damned. Didn't so see check that. that out. Another thing is uh, there's a book out called Confessions of an Economic, Economic Hitman. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of that. No. It's basically the story on how all the U.S. companies go into these countries store the pot in order to get big fat contracts funded by the World Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm. You check those two things out. You find oh. them very entertaining. Okay, thanks a lot, Pat. I'll do that in my spare time in between plunging a woodbine. I'll do it. Will you do it? Why don't you do it? No, I don't want to do it. Do a little legwork, will I don't you, please? Wanna. Let's have a I don't wanna. Yeah, there you go. Now you're catching on. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. That's more like it. I don't wanna. 889 votes in the next hour. We'll, be, we'll top our thousand, and Josh is safe. He can breathe easy for a second consecutive day. Thank See God. That? Thank God that Josh is going to get that full paycheck. Of course, you already got it. Well, I should be getting an extra because that episode wasn't on last night. <laughs> I'm going to make out a check that's got all zeros on it. Make sure that one's up front, bud. <laughs> oh, you can have you can have a one, man. You can going to have, have all zeros. Dash. The one is going to be on the back. It's going to be a middle digit. This is Neil Rogers. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour.
560 WQM, so that story I think I was just talking about, I had to Google uh, Bush's uncle, Monkey's uncle, but that's a smirking chimp's uncle, and yeah. here it is. Thank you very much. You see, there's a guy, I didn't say, I don't want to, and by the way, I'm enjoying a little Swiss, Emmental Swiss cheese now. Mm, that sounds good. I can't, I can't wait for the food to show up. Huh? I beg your pardon? I said, that sounds good. Who's I can't wait. food today? Oh, John, John Baker. Baker. For your father, for your father. Maybe that's where Duff is now, trying to massage them over there. Be sure and mention Duff's name when you go to John the Baker, because he'll give you, like, a, a blank look. If you mention my name, you get half a dozen garlic rolls with your meal. If you mention Duff's name, you get a blank look. They'll look you right in the eye and say, I don't care who you are, you fairy. That's what they'll do. Anyway, as President Bush embarks on a new effort to shore up public support for the war in Iraq, an uncle of the chief executive is collecting $2.7 million in cash and stock from the recent sale of a company that profited from the war. How unusual, huh? Just like Rumsfeld and the bird flu thing. And who was it? Was it Cheney that had uh, all the stock in the anthrax uh, in the Cipro? It was Rummy. Rumsfeld. Well, he's making some serious cash for a guy that's mm. getting a whole bunch of people killed. That's right. A report, he ain't no dummy, that Rummy. A report filed with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission shows that William H.T. Bush collected a little less than $1.9 million in cash, uh, plus stock value to more than $800,000, $2.7 million total, as a result of the sale of Engineered Support Systems, Inc., to DRS Technologies of New Jersey. The $1.7 billion deal closed January 31. Both firms have extensive military contracts. A lot of money in that war business, I'll tell you that. The elder Bush was a, a director of engineered support systems. Recent SEC filings show he was paid cash and DRS stock in exchange for shares and options he obtained as a director. Missouri-based ESSI experienced record growth prior to its purchase by DRS. Both were expanded U.S. military contracts, many to supply current U.S. efforts in Iraq and Afghanistan, and an aggressive buyout strategy aimed at other defense contractors. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. William Bush, 67 SEC filing show, exercised options on 8,348 shares of ESSI stock January 18, 2005. About two months after the stop order was issued and six months before it was disclosed, he collected about 450 grand in cash. Bush, known to the president's family as Uncle Bucky, oh, God, joined ESSI's board in 2000, several months before his nephew became president. The Bush uncle heads a St. Louis investment firm as younger brother of former president George Herbert Walker Bush. He uh, declined to comment yesterday. However, in an interview last year, the Bush uncle said he played no role in ESSI getting federal contracts. Does anybody believe that? No. Anybody buying that pile of turd? No chance. So there you go. Thanks for calling that in, sir. Never would have seen it in a million years. Basically, because the Sun Sentinel website sucks. In fact, it sucks so bad that it's the only website where they go to print a story out. Everything just, like, stops. It just sits there for, like, uh, maybe sometimes two, three minutes before it decides going to... Maybe my printer doesn't want anything to do with a Sun Sentinel. You think that's that could it? be superstitious. Yeah. No, not just superstitious. Just to realize it doesn't want to waste its time printing swill. 
Even a hero prints out. Other than WQAM, what radio station do you listen to the most? We got 910 votes. 910. I never heard of a station on 910, did you? I can't recall one. 910. No. no. Anyway, I don't listen to other stations. 18.5% of this crowd, 169. God bless them. God bless America. Sirius, 136. Howard Sperm. Oh, it must be all the Lynn Samuels audience. WINZ, Air America 100. That is scary. Waxy 790, the ticket 81. Solamente 81. XM 72. WIOD 58. Big 52. WLRN 51. But they're so newsy, you know what? Yeah. Although we do like that guy. Well, He's okay. Sent me a nice fax on my anniversary for last mm -hmm. week, which is more than I can say for most of the people in the business. Rick Shaw did a nice thing. That was nice. He's a good guy. Cap and all. Cap and gown. Magic 40, WKIS 27, Kiss, Country Kiss. Is Johnny Dark still over there? Yes. you got to be kidding me. He doesn't so come in for a day anymore, does he? No. That was that. Remember that day? Yes. I'll never forget that as long as I live. One time we invited him in and we fed him in the whole deal when he was uh, homeless and out of a job, whatever, after Cox Broadcasting stuck it to him real good. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, like about a month later, he shows up again. Oh, Johnny Dark's out at the front desk. Well, screw him. And even Carl yeah. said, no, thanks. That was surprising. Uh, let's see. Kiss 27, Coast 19. They're coasting over there. Love 14, Love 94. Ain't been the same since Caprita left. The Bird used to be on that station, too. Remember that? Right. He used to be the movie critic. WMGE 13, WRMF 12, Power 96 12. I can't believe that. Only punks listen to that. They don't listen to us. KPX 11, you still listen to that? KPX, I can't pick it up anymore. We talked oh. about that. WVUM's got 10. Oh, some of Robert voted again. Y110, HDR7, WEDR6, WMBM, Solamente Dos, QBA2, WAMR, Radio Amor has got two. The more we listen, the more we uh, want to turn it off. JNA1, FTL1, wow. Waves1, HQT1, none. For W for RGP, that's FIU Radio. Nobody, including the guy that called it in. He's too embarrassed. Radio Mambi, WAQI0, W Radio Ritmo, rhymes with O, and that's what they got. Radio Romancia, MIB, XDJ, CMQ, and SUA. Mostly no speaking English stations have all got the big O oh. in our crowd. That's fine with us. You know, want to speak English? We don't want to know you. We don't want to talk to you. We don't want to smell you. We don't want to know you. Speak it English. Right? Right. What? K? K? WQAM. Hola. Hola. <laughs> oh, no. Hello? Hey, Neil. Top of the morning yeah. to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Top of the afternoon. Hey, I got an idea I want to throw by you. Yeah. How much, how much longer are you guys going to be doing the uh, QAM band, you know, promotions? About five minutes. Oh, we're really? Not, we're not doing that no more. Oh, okay. Well. It turned out to be a pain in my uh, grass. Well, as long as I got you, I was going to suggest, you know, because sometimes, you know, you guys would announce the whereabouts on the van on the same day the thing would be going out. And for, you know, I'm thinking maybe if you guys announced the whereabouts like a day or two in advance. You know, if we announced it six months ahead and put a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a marker on everybody's forehead, they still wouldn't go. Well, I, 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 I don't, don't want to cut right. the money loose, man. They're a bunch of cheapskates. Plus, you know, a lot of them are trying to, they don't have any, uh, they don't have any extra cash because they're still trying to cover up their ass from the hurricane, you know. It's going to take yeah, a long okay, time. John, I'm still a little suffering. I had a couple bucks burning a hole in my pocket. I was kind of curious if the thing was going to be out and about in the next couple of days. No, so but George so. will take the cash. Just drop it off. Ah. The <laughs> yeah, 
hey, can I do that? I mean, is that something I can still do, send us send to the station and, and get the CD? or how, how, no, you online. Computer? Online, then. Online? Yeah, okay. go online oh. and buy it. You'll see All the right. big picture of the, uh, of the uh, thing, the CD. Okay, very good. That's what I'll do. Okay, right. thanks a lot, Pally. We've got a couple bucks burning a hole in his pocket. Boy, we need a lot more people like that. Yeah, it burns. <laughs> oh, brother. If I had a million guys like that. Yeah, got a couple of bucks. I'll take the two million. Won't see me no more. God. Maybe I'll get lucky at the... Uh, I didn't win the lotto last night. Some schmuck won eight and a half million, though. Cash. Tax-free. Hmm. Won a 649 lotto last night. It wasn't me. I got the ten bucks. Spent a hundred, got ten back. I can do better than that at Woodbine. Get only back a ten percent investment. That lottery, man, it really sucks. All the one here is good because you get all the money. And then that Powerball thing. Remember a couple of weeks ago? We thought it was like one guy won 850. How much was it? 350. Yes, to me. I forgot. 350 million. And that turned out to be all them seven yahoos that all worked together with some, like, um, Ace Hardware or somewhere. You remember that? Right. They Whatever the hell they No, they were coal miners. Something like that. They were a bunch of there miners. There was something. They were a bunch of miners, and the church was interested. Ten past noon at 560 WQAM. We got uh, Geldy at 2 o'clock. He's going to be just on cloud nine. Because the Panthers won again. His Panthers won last night, 3-2 to two over the Washington Capitals. And they now got 69 points. Who would have ever believed it? They've won four in a row, seven out of eight. They're hot as, they're like a hot tamale, man. Like a hot tater. So I'm sure he'll be talking about that, which means a total tune-out. Then we got Curtis at uh, 4 o'clock for Mad Dog till 6.50 at Hooters and Doral. Marlins and the Mets follow that excitement. And Eddie K after the baseball game. That's our award-winning lineup. No Hank tomorrow. we got Bo in the morning. Keep you in the uh, sack. He'll be sound asleep. More Geldy again tomorrow. Well, I tell you, he must be tight with um, Robert and... The, I don't think he's too tight with the Beast. Robert and uh, Clarence. Oh, he's Jewish, ain't he? Oh, aha. There it is. What would you think about while he was on? That fraternity. Mad Dog is back tomorrow, so that's what we got. It ain't much, but it's the best we got. We got no uh, permanent person in that two to four, because what's the big rush? That's what Joe Bell says. What's the hurry, you know? We can uh, we can do better than a one. So if we do a one-five, I guess, then that satisfies yeah, the hurry. Yeah, better than one, yeah. It's a very strange uh, mentality. Strange. And who would you put on? past noon at QAM. Sister G, the dancing machine, a swinging fun with happy feet. Jump the giant to his feet. Sister G, the dancing machine. Sister G is making a scene. Daddy, Catholic, Dr. Reed. For a gal who ain't too weak. She can shake that tasty meat. She's quite a sight of black and white, looking like a real cool dancing fool. Look at her go, swinging high and low, with her boyfriend Father O'Toole. Sister Jean, the dancing machine, dancing ain't her only thing. She'll knock you off your feet when you hear her wailing. Say, I got a bad habit of jumping like a rabbit when the music turns me on. I know it sounds happy, but I'm sure that Proves hardly. It's 1218 at 560 WQM, 938 votes on the poll. I told you we get over 1,000 by the end of this hour tonight. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. Is that your goal? No. 
Oh, I could care less. Chile bus crash kills 12 U.S. passengers on Port Everglades-bound cruise. I keep telling you people, don't go on those cruise ships. Your wife or girlfriend or both of them are going to get raped it. Maybe you're going to get murdered, uh, robbed, uh, pillaged, and uh, plundered and looted. And maybe dead. Santiago, Chile. A bus swerved to avoid an approaching truck and tumbled 300 feet down a mountainside in northern Chile, killing 12 American cruise ship passengers, U.S. and Chilean officials said. It was a Jew group. I just got through reading that somewhere. I don't, I don't think that's yeah, in this article. They were old. Old Jews? Very old. Oh, probably from Sunrise. Although it says here they're not, uh, they weren't uh, from Florida. The two surviving Americans were in stable condition. Two, uh, two surviving, 12 dead, two surviving. Not a good percentage. Two out of 14 is 14%. Two Chileans, the driver and the tour guide, also were hospitalized, said Juan Carlos Pulley, a city hall spokesman in the Pacific port city of Arica. The tourists were returning to Celebrity Cruises Ship Millennium from an excursion to Lauca National Park when the bus plunged off the rugged highway Wednesday near Arica, 1,250 miles north of Santiago. Pulley said the bus, which had a capacity of 16, was totally destroyed. They said the embassy was sending consular officers to Arica. The victims were all in their 60s and 70s, I see. Old Jews. The Millennium was docked in Arica. The Miami-based cruise line ship said the ship will remain there until further notice. What's left of it? It's been scheduled to leave for Peru early today. How do you like that? The cruise line said it was flying family members of victims to Chile and sending a special assistance team to the ship to help its guests and crew. When are you people going to get with it? Celebrity Cruises, by the way, which is owned by Miami-based Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited, said the private tour was not affiliated with the cruise line. Get him off the hook, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Celebrity's been in the public eye because of the disappearance last July of passenger George Smith IV from a cruise in the Mediterranean. They find his ass yet? No. Not even any of them. In December, five Italian tourists were killed on the island of Madeira when a Portuguese tour bus crashed. Survivor said the driver was drunk. <laughs> Yeah, always a good idea to hop on those cruise ships, man. God only knows what kind of swill you're going to encounter. But then again, spend a fortune, arm and four legs. And, then, uh, you know, even if your wife gets killed or something, they might give you half your money. Or maybe give the next cruise 60% discount. On your next one, right. That's on the next good. one, right. <laughs> oh, man. Have they got a sense of humor or what? How's that pool coming, Neil? I'm so glad you asked. We got 8 nine forty four. Oh, this is going to be really tense to see if we can do it by one. You know, we have to keep have to keep saying it's like in uh, in track and field. You know, what? It's like they keep setting the bar a little bit higher, oh, and higher, okay. the high jump. It. You know, or pole vault. Right. That, in fact, that's what we're doing. We're doing the pole vault. See if we can hop over that thousand mark by one o'clock. We keep we keep pushing the bar back a little bit, making it a little bit tougher and tougher and tougher until five. It's kind of like what the management does for all of us. Making it as tough as humanly possible. It's the QM obstacle course. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Um, on the poll. Hello. I'm listening. Yeah. On the poll, WLRN. Okay, is the other station I listen to. Yes. And and when Neil just said it was four, it was fourteen percent of two out of fourteen. That was the two point eight percent survived. No. Yes. No, two out of fourteen is two out of seven. Two out of fourteen is one seventh. One seventh is fourteen percent. Numbskull. Get out your abacus, okay? Don't mess with me on math, Mister. What did he say? It was point. Yeah. What's the point, schmuck? Fourteen percent. Am I right? Do do the math. Oh, you're gonna make me get my calculator. Two out of fourteen is one seventh. If you got to get a calculator to do one seventh, man, We've you don't know this. Schmidt. 
I'm, a, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. I had 99 Algebra 3 100 years ago back when I was in school, when I was a child, right, well, 400 years ago. I know worthless history. You know math. I know my math, mister. That is I correct. Don't. don't mess with I know my presidents. I know my math. And I know no. my harness racing, my hockey, my woodbine, nothing else. Well, nothing I else. I don't know my math and or I know my hot young guys. Other than that, I know nothing. What is it? I said I don't know my math or yours. Well, good. I've seen a few good numbers. And I'm sure you have, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, can add, I can add that high. Josh has seen a few, but he just don't recognize them when he sees them. Even the women. Sure I do. 948. Oh, you're eating. The lunch came from a John DeBaker. All right. For your father. For your F-O-D-D-E-R. For your father. Be sure and tell him that Neil sent you by. Get those three garlic rolls at John DeBaker. Because otherwise Duffy's going to come in and cry tomorrow. <laughs> Grow up already, will you please, my God. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Right. And by the way, it would be nice to get like a straight story once in a while. You're, you were right on that one, too, the other day. Expecting a straight story on something from, from her. <laughs> wow, that is hysterical. Study shows bird flu virus infects the body too deeply to spread easily. It's in there too deep. Remember that song by the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your uh, Flu? Yep. Scientists say they found a reason that bird flu isn't spreading easily from person to person. The virus concentrates itself too deep in the respiratory tract to be spewed out by coughing and sneezing. When in doubt, spew it out. <laughs> there it is. BGs. Now they're holding that note, aren't they? You sure are. They're holding oh, it. Let go of it already. Or they're not holding it. Not most of them. Indeed. Let's see. Who's Morris died over there? He had that bad burger, and then he got, got an impacted fart. And then we had Andy Gibb died a long time ago, a little drug right. problem, a little, little drug problem. And see, who's got who's left? Barry is left, and who else? Barry rhymes with you, fairy. And uh, Robin. Oh, Robin, Robin with Robin. That's right. Nice glasses, by the way, Robin. Is he the one with them silly ass glasses? I don't know. Yeah, he is. He, he the one with the teeth? No, no Brits have any teeth. Well, I know they're not Brits, but they might as well be. But the virus could change that behavior by genetic mutation, taking a step toward unleashing a worldwide outbreak of lethal break of lethal flu. These stories, man, this is in USA Today. They tell you why it's not going to happen, then they go, but it could do this. And experts said the new finding doesn't indicate how likely such a pandemic is. They don't give us a number like a 14% chance, two out of 14, one seventh. The virus may also need other mutations to take off in the human population. They said still the work suggests a particular sign to watch for in new virus samples to help gauge the danger to humans. Be afraid, baby. Be panicky. Hide under the bed. Get your visqueen, your duct tape, your powdered milk, and your tuna. Call up, uh, what's your name, Jessica, Jessica Simpson. She'll get you some tuna of the sea. Chicken. Yeah, I'd like to see. Not me. I know. The work reported in Thursday's issue of the urinal Nature comes from the University of Wisconsin-Madison vir virologist Yoshihiro Kawaoka with colleagues in Japan. Similar results from Erasmus Medical Center in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, will be published online today by the journal Science. Similar results. More than 180 people have been known to be infected with the bird flu virus, H5N1. Virtually all are believed to have caught it from infected poultry. Don't be petting no birds. Not anymore. But scientists have long warned that the virus, which is prone to mutation, could transform itself into a version that spreads easily from person to person. That germ could touch a, a pandemic or not. It's been around 10 years. Ordinary flu viruses spread when an infected person coughs or sneezes. Oh, God, when an old Chinese people start doing the hawking at Woodbine. And sneezing. Oh, God. Breathe in another direction, you idiot. 
For that to happen, the virus has to be perched in the right places to be ejected by a cough or a sneeze. The new work suggests that H5N1 by, it has to be perched. By contrast, infects humans too low in the respiratory tract for that to occur. Got it? It's way right down there. It's low. It's my feeling mighty low. I guess you would be, too, if you had that crap. Don't be letting no uh, pigeons in your house. I still Gross. can't get over that. And every now and then, they're always out there in the patio mm-hmm. making those cooing sounds. They are the most annoying. No, I take back what I said about Ted Williams shooting uh, pigeons with BB guns at Fenway Park in his spare time years ago. Good job, Ted. No wonder they froze his head. He had a good head on his shoulders. 26 past noon at 560 WQM. It's the Geldy Warm-Up Show. We love the Panthers. They win every day. Oh, yeah. They're kicking ass. They're kicking some serious ice over there at the Macarena. Jason, you're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. <laughs> Do, 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 do. I hear talking in my heart about it. Why I should get new blood in my frustration and um, someone else give me uh, um, um, fresh advice. I have no use for um, total strangers who only disagree over the last of I'm bigger than Christ. Don't want no outsiders. Don't know what they're talking about. I speak directly to God. I got parent news and any card liars work for me. And I'm Lord of the Lies. Spying on you in the name of Tershim. <laughs> I have a print of the Constitution on my toilet paper roll. Shoggies are my friends. I like to hold their soft and oily hands. Want to send them to me? are your friends. We'll march on Austria once we take Iran. I like Marines, so I like Um, I I want the U of A of A. Dubai, everything. Keep them all four stickers on this. 2701 at QAM. Israel lobby dictates U.S. policy study charges. Yeah, I thought we all knew that. This situation, you eat your manja manja, man. Mm. This situation has no equal in American political history, says the 83-page study. The Israel lobby and U.S. foreign policy. Uh. So you're eating and I'm Gripson. Why has the United States been willing to set aside its own security and that of many of its allies in order to advance the interests of another state? Asked authors John Mearsheimer of the University of Chicago and Stephen Walter, the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. The answer, according to the paper, which is already stirring debate in academic circles and fury among pro-Israel groups, is the influence of the pro-Israel lobby. These groups include the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, APAC, the Conference of Presidents of Major Jewish Organizations, the Jewish Institute for National Security Affairs, the Washington Institute for Near Eastern Policy, and more recently, Christian Zionist organizations, Hubman and Dreard. 
A shorter version of the study was published in the London Review of Books on March 10th. The authors say their research is so strong that they doubt any U.S. mainstream publication would dare publish it. How do you like that? Yeah, they're right. Based on sources that include... Are you starting with that anti-semantic stuff again? No, you are. Based on sources that include Israeli scholars and journalists, international human rights organizations, and testimony from the lobby itself and politicians that support it, the study examines how the pro-Israel lobby built up its influence in Washington and says its intimidation of the press, think tanks, and academia has led to a deceptive picture of Israel. Since WW2, the U.S. has channeled $140 billion in support to Israel, notes the study, which also challenges the notion that Israel is a crucial ally in the war on terror because its enemies are America's enemies. Saying that Israel and the U.S. are united by a shared terrorist threat is the casual relationship backwards. Rather, the U.S. has a terrorism problem in good part because it is so closely allied with Israel, not the other way around, the authors argue. In short, treating Israel as America's most important ally in the campaign against terrorism and assorted Middle East dictatorships both exaggerates Israel's ability to help on these issues and ignores the ways that Israel's policies make U.S. efforts more difficult, they said. How's Ariel Sharon doing, by the way? We'll see him no more. According to the study, pro-Israel lobby groups have exploited the sensitivities of major media outlets and of U.S. politicians to campaign contributions to maintain their sympathy for Israel, regardless of what it does in the region. During APAC's annual conference earlier this month, which attracted top U.S. officials and congressional leaders, the new Republican majority leader in the U.S. House of Representatives, John Boehner, vowed never to allow anti-Israel legislation to come to the floor. As the new House Majority Leader, I can assure you that under my leadership, legislation that is any way perceived as anti-Israel will not be considered in the House, said Boehner. The study also points to Washington's staunch support of Israel at the U.N. Since 1982, it says the U.S. has vetoed 32 Security Council resolutions critical of Israel, a number greater than the combined total of vetoes cast by all the other Security Council members. And it has blocked Arab states' efforts to put Israel's nuclear arsenal on the agenda of the IAEA. At home, the lobby has worked hard to suppress its critics, something the authors say has not been good for democracy, especially one now that claims to be promoting freedom in the Arab world. Silencing skeptics by organizing blacklists and boycotts, or by suggesting that critics are anti-Semites, violates the principle of open debate upon which democracy depends, they be saying. The study was immediately attacked by a number of pro-Israel organizations. What a surprise. The Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting in America, for example, said in a statement that it had many errors and that a student who submitted such a paper would flunk. Elliot Engel, a Democratic congressman from New York who just happens to be Jewish, said the New York Sun really deserves the contempt of the American people and described it as the same old anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist drivel. The Sun, known for its pro-Israel stance, published supportive reactions to the study from a prominent white supremacist and from the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt as evidence that the authors cater to extreme tastes. And yada, yada, yada. We fully recognize that the lobby would retaliate against us, Professor Mearsheimer told IPS. We expected the story we told in this piece would apply to us after it was published. We're not surprised that we've come under attack by the lobby. The paper notes that the pro-Israel lobby has also been bolstered by the support of prominent and some would say extremist Christian evangelicals like Gary Bauer, no relation to Papa Bauer, Jerry Falwell, Ralph, Ralph Reed, and Pat Robertson, as well as Congressman Dick Armey and Tom DeLay, all of whom believe that Israel's rebirth is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy and support its expansionist agenda. Neoconservative Gentiles such as John Bolton, Robert Bartley, the former Wall Street Journal editor, William Bennett, the former Secretary of Education, Gene Kirkpatrick, former U.N. Ambassador, and the influential columnist George Will are also committed supporters of the Israel lobby. The situation is deeply worrisome because the lobby's influence causes trouble on several fronts, says the study, including possible increases in military danger that all states face, including Western Washington's European allies. But nevertheless... There you go. Sucking up heavy duty.
Lawyers follow a motion to declare Lionel Tate incompetent. Good old Ellis Rubin. Hey, Lionel, you got nothing to worry about. With Ellis at your side, I guarantee you won't be in a slammer That's more than right. 60, 70 years. How's Ronnie Zamora doing? How's he doing what? Just turned 100. Lionel Tate's attorney filed a motion yesterday asking for the team to be declared incompetent based on a letter Tate sent a judge this week asking him to withdraw a guilty plea to robbing a pizza delivery man. How about declaring his attorney incompetent? Tate, a convicted child killer, was once the youngest person in modern U.S. history sentenced to life in prison, said in a handwritten uh, written letter to Broward County Circuit Judge Joel Lazarus that he can prove he didn't commit the May 23rd robbery. He added he didn't wish to withdraw his no-contest plea for violating probation. The teen should be declared incompetent because he does not have sufficient present ability to consult with his lawyer with a reasonable degree of rational understanding and has no rational as well as factual understanding of the proceedings against him. Defense attorney Ellis Rubin wrote in the motion filed Wednesday in Broward Circuit Court. Ellis, Ellis Rubin, I've been thinking your defense is really stinking. Tate had acknowledged that the March 1st guilty plea was in his best interest, but wrote Lazarus without telling anyone, Rubin said. Based on that letter, he doesn't understand what's going on. That's not rational conduct, Rubin told the ANP. Let's have a hearing to see whether Lionel can think straight or not. Tate pleaded guilty to the armed robbery and admitted that he had violated probation by possessing a gun during the crime. The pizza thief. You know, there's nothing worse than a pizza thief, you know oh, that? <laughs> Amen. And look what happened to him. Won't see him no more. Don't see him around no more. He's busy doing tefillins up there in uh, New York somewhere. A station that nobody ever heard of before on like a grade Z uh, sports station. He's doing tefillins. Hope they don't wrap it too tight. 1240, 20 till 1 at 560. W, like a lot of our callers, they're not wrapped too tight either. How are we doing on the poll? Let's check. 974. We've got 20 minutes till the top of the hour. We can do that 1,000 by 1 o'clock because we know we're going to do over 1,000. That, that's, that's a given. That's a gimme. Isn't that what the sports nerds say? Oh, this one's a gimme. Mm-hmm. So you're out on your, uh, on your card. You're done? Yeah, unless everybody just, uh, unless everybody else goes out now. I mean, uh, I did no. well in the beginning and then, uh, fizzled out. Choked. Yeah. Fizzled out. It's like sitting down at Woodbine, hitting a thousand on it, you know, in the first few minutes and then uh, giving it all back another thousand. Good start. Unhappy ending. Josh, though, I bet you're still alive. Um, I don't think I can win it all, but I'm, you know, I'm there. You're in the hunt. I'm in the hunt. Yeah. I don't Who have is? any gimmies, though. In, in the what now? Hunt. Oh. H-U-N-T, as in uh, Howard oh, I see. 19 till 1 at QAM. Boy, you really are sick, man. You are so sick. What are we going to do with this uh, rhymes with sick? He put the P in sick. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking their all-time record in February. And just to make up for it, they're going to break that record this month during March. Right now, extended cab Ford F-150s at Beach Ford are as low as $249 a month. You put only $995 down, plus fees with approved credit, 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad not to take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles waiting for you right now. Now, if you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send them in to Beach Ford because if they take delivery during this month, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash just for sending their ass in. And keep in mind again. Uh, the $200 won't affect your friend's price. They won't tack it on because that money comes from their advertising budget. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's Madness in March going on right now. Extended Cab Ford F-150 is low as $249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to ten grand and $200 in cash just for sending by a friend. So hurry in, Beach Ford. You'll find two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Guarantee it's a no-brainer. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 5.16 a.m.
up the butt. Just like, not too smart is the situation we have. You think raving about male athletes and worshipping their jockstraps is a little, uh, gay? Hmm? Uh, just a little on the uh, curious side, huh? Maybe, uh, stretch it out after seeing a few tight butts, hmm? Is that what it is? We like women. We are programmed to do so. You heard this station, uh, outside of one show... You ever hear anyone talk about girls? Mm. Mm, it is a little. Okay. There's two or three very lonely men with very small things who need to hear this. But you say sports is a Okay. 12.47, that's a little preview of what's coming up at 2 o'clock. Controversial Charlie Sheen's 9-11 interview begins to attract media attention, says uh, Raw Story. doesn't come any rawer than Raw Story. What are you guys eating today, by the way, from... Uh, I had a chicken Caesar salad. John the Baker, yes. I had a sausage and peppers and a, and a Caesar salad. And a Caesar salad, but no uh, sloppy sausage sub? No. Not today. Why not? Well, it's it's kind of sloppy. How about some of them big garlic rolls? You need to wear an apron and uh, and gloves unless you want to take a shower afterwards. Yeah. I thought that was just to visit the QMT room. You need an apron and gloves. What about the uh, garlic rolls? Oh, they're they're here. Yeah. I'm not eating any. I'm staying on the straight and narrow. Well, good for you. 987 votes on the poll. I beg your pardon? I had a few. I'll bet. Uh, about, probably about... About 30, man. An interview with uh, Charlie Sheen is uh, gaining some steam. On Monday, Sheen starred the CBS sitcom Two and a Half Men. And the multiple Oscar-winning film Platoon talked with GCN Radio Network's The Alex Jones Show, speaking of a loose change and explained why he had trouble believing the official 9-11 story advanced by the Bush administration and the 9-11 commission. It's like they want to pigeonhole all of us into conspiracy nutbags when we're not debating things that are related to the UFOs bringing down the towers or Building 7 or the Pentagon, and so it feels like there are things in there that were not the conspiracy theorists on the particular issue, said Sheen. It seems to me like 19 amateurs with box cutters taking over four commercial airlines and hitting 75% of their targets, that feels like a conspiracy theory. You follow what he's saying? Mm-hmm. CNN Showbiz Tonight played extended segments from the Sheen interview last night, then followed up with an extended discussion on some of the unanswered questions with the producer of a National Geographic documentary on 9-11 and the media coordinator of 9-11truth.org. I'm one of these people who believes that anyone who takes everything that's been spoon-fed to us by the government from wherever about what happened on 9-11 is being naive. Showbiz Tonight anchor A.J. Hammer admitted during the broadcast, when I say this to people sometimes, they look at me like I'm kind of nuts, and they go like, just like that, they go. Earlier Wednesday, Jones complained of a mainstream media blackout on the Sheen interview. 
despite a huge reaction amongst the alternative media to Charlie Sheen's comments on 9-11, in part due to a brief link on the Fudge Report, which was mysteriously pulled after a few hours. Oh, Richard Mellon Scaife must have been on the phone with Miss Fudge. Newswires and entertainment outlets have actively sought to impose a blackout on the story, Jones and Paul Joseph Watson wrote at Prison Planet. According to Jones and Watson, a major wire service expressed interest in writing an article, but Jeff Williams of the L.A. Associated Press Office allegedly informed them, I know all about Charlie Sheen, I don't care what he says, before cutting off the phone call. Oh, yeah, I know about him. The Sheen story ran at a few conservative websites on Wednesday, including Human Events Online and Red State, referring to Jones' radio show as left-wing or liberal. Sheen's interview has started to become fodder for the gossip columnist. See, there's that word again, for your fodder. Today's edition of the New York Post contains a page six item on Sheen, though the defamer, an online gossip site based in L.A., first wrote it up Tuesday. Charlie Sheen has joined the 9-11 Gone Bonkers Brigade, reads the Post, the right-wing post, that's Rupert Murdoch. The two-and-a-half-men star gave a bizarre interview on the GCGN Radio Network's conspiracy-minded Alex Jones show, in which he suggested that the federal government was covering up what really happened on 9-11. Also today, the Boston Herald, another right-wing rag, took note of the story in its inside track section, calling Sheen the estranged husband of Denise Richards, who is better known for his affinity for prostitutes and gambling than his homeland security credentials. See, it's the old smear and schmear, man, every right. time. What does he know? Many outlets may be shying away from the interview due to the fear of being associated with the controversial Alex Jones, who has written extensively about a purported plot by several governments to compose a new world order. According to Wikipedia, Jones rejects being labeled a conspiracy theorist and prefers to be known as an independent investigative journalist. Let me say that I've been a fan of yours for a long time, Sheen told Jones in the interview. I've been a fan of your documentaries. Your research is tireless. And it's interesting because a lot of these guys just sort of look behind their notes and you start to discover their inconsistencies in a lot of the claims they're making, which torpedoes the credibility of most of their substance. But with you, that's not the case. And then he gave him a big kiss. Additional excerpts from the Sheen interview taken from a transcript made by Human Events Online. A couple of paragraphs. There was a feeling it just didn't look any commercial like any commercial jetliner I've flown on any time in my life. And then when the buildings came down later on that day, I said to my brother, call me insane, but did it sort of look like these buildings came down a controlled demolition? Everybody's not familiar with the famous Andrew Card slash Bush ear whisper at the elementary school. He says that whole incident is problematic to me. It was broadcast three days in advance. His schedule was. So conservatively, if that event was broadcast live, how many people in the state of Florida knew where he was at that specific point in time? If he was being informed the second plane hit, America was being attacked, isn't he then putting everyone in his immediate circle at great risk? It seems to me upon the revelation of that news that the Secret Service would grab the president and remove him as if he were on fire from that room. Never thought about that, did you? No. Because strategies don't go together overnight for a major invasion, they're very well calculated and very well planned, at least in this government. And a statement that Bush made following, what did you think when the first plane hit? And he said he was watching it like everyone else. I guess that's one of the perks of being president. You get access to TV channels that don't exist in the known universe. Yeah, we were all watching it live, weren't we, when the first plane hit? Not. Right. No. We're watching the uh, fire, watching uh, all the, af the aftermath and the afterbirth. People came running in the studio and said, oh, a plane hit the World Trade Center. We all turned it on. Because we were watching uh, some filthy stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's Charlie Sheen. By the way, I would watch Loose Change. But if that doesn't uh, inspire you, nothing will. 991, we'll have that 1,000 by the top of the hour, Josh. You're safe again. You are safe. All right. Means you owe me $1,000. 567 pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. In fact, if we get to a 1,000 by 1 o'clock, all the votes we get in the 1 to 2 hour, Josh owes me a dollar for each one we got 994 already. 
So you better get that raise. I'll tell you that. You better uh, start jumping up and down like Rumpelstiltskin and getting uh, some action on that deal. I, I just I don't understand it. I mean, they just ignore you now. It's, of course, that's because you're associated with the show and you're not Jewish. Here's what to understand, okay? Yeah, nothing. There is no deal. Even Monty Hall can't believe it. Let's go back to that again. Deal or no deal? And you're saying no deal. How about raw deal? We just had raw story. Yeah, he, he got that deal. You got the raw deal? I did, Well, yeah. some, people, some people like raw deals. Some people like raw. I like the raw story. That's a damn good website, baby. We got a link to that on our uh, thing or not? We probably do. We better have. Better have one, Eric. Link to raw story. I don't want to get uh, butchy, butchy and bitchy with you, but let's go. Not one of your very favorite websites, along with the CapitalHillBlue.com yes, and Doug Thompson? And, and the Smirkling Chimp, of course, goes without saying. Yeah. The Smirkling Chimp. Don't leave them out. WQAM. What's up, Neil? Yes, sir. I guess uh, they're saying that Charlie Sheen's part of the uh, Film Actors Guild, the FAG. The what? The uh, Film Actors Guild. Like oh, in, the uh, FAGs, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing, I just want to give you my breakdown of the of a radio schedule. Serious, only... Every time, except for Tennessee when you're on, obviously. Thank God. And most of the time, I mean, I try to get into Mandish, but, you know, when he gets into that basketball crap, I'll turn it off. Right. But, yeah. but other no. than that, Mandish is good. All right, Neil. Love you. Thanks. Buddy. Okay, thanks. Well, there you go. Okay, serious. Now, the fact of the matter is, and now, again, we said what radio station other than QAM. Now, serious the next time we're not a station, but it would have been really stupid if I wouldn't have put those on there. You know, I did some stupid things on this poll, but I'm not that stupid. Because Mo taught me one thing. You don't want to be called stupid. That's right. Thousand and one. You don't mind being called like uh, you know, other things, like the pipe smoker, and Gladys and uh, what was it? Gladys and what? Ginger. Oh, Ginger. Ginger Rogers. Other than QAM, we got a thousand and one votes. Josh, man, you're gonna be you're gonna be in the deep doo doo by two o'clock. You're gonna be in the minus column. I don't listen to any other station. Eighteen and a half percent, one hundred eighty-five. Our loyal Neil Rogers listeners. Thank God for them. Neil, God. They're glued to it. Or maybe they they got the crystal radio. Sirius 147. Sirius is kicking ass. That's all Howard, I'm sure. Or maybe Martha Stewart. Or maybe Lynn Samuels, that fag hag. WYNZ, Scare America 109. Waxy 79088. Uh-huh. XM 78. Joe, Joe Costello and uh, who else? Opie and Anthony. Oh, Opie and Anthony. That's right. That got screwed over by Howard Stern. WLRN 63. WIOD 63. W Big 58, Magic 43, Kiss 31, and after that, uh, they're not kissing too much. This is Neil Rogers. This the one to two hours. The president late Tuesday striking back at his critics, both Democrats and Republicans, who charge the administration is dropping its guard by allowing an Arab company to manage six major U.S. seaports. Bush is blowing his presidency. He's smart but dumb-witted under the surface. What's this thing with the UAE? Controlling our poor seas, leaving us confused. United Arab Emirates controlling America's ports. Every choice that he makes is another mistake to you. George Bush makes many mistakes. He sure makes many mistakes. I think it's a terrible signal uh, to 
friends around the world. What's uh, It's okay for a company from one country to manage the port, but not a, a country that is plays by the rules and has got a good track record from another part of the world. Can't, can't manage the port. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Okay, now we're talking. 101 and 560 WQM. It's our big, gigantic, smelly one to two hour. Happy uh, Thursday to you. What time's the Marlin game on? Oh, damn it. 6.50. Ooh. Too late. New poll shows Bush slipping in the South. Conservative columnist blames handling of Iraq public relations. In other words, it's, uh, you know, the facts aren't what's uh, bothering them. That's uh, right. They're just doing bad PR. Republicans are losing ground in Georgia and Florida over Bush's handling of the Iraq war. According to a new poll, previewed by conservative columnist Ross Story has discovered, the poll, which has surveyed 4,000 people in southern states, finds that Bush has higher disapproval ratings than approval ratings. He won both states in 2004. Georgia and Florida... Excerpts from the column by Matt Lowry, a one-time staffer of former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. The final comprehensive results of the poll weren't complete when this column was filed. Over 4,000 interviews have been conducted, however, enough to render persuasively alarming news for the GOP. For example, in the popular states of Florida and Georgia, more respondents want the Democrats to control Congress next year than they do the Republicans in Georgia and Florida. Bush won both states in 2004, and yet he now has higher disapproval ratings than approval ratings. In Georgia, his disapproval rate approaches 50%. In Florida, it's 55%. 55%. That would be 95% if any of you have got a brain. It gets worse for Republicans, to which we say, All right. Initial polling results seem to show that the disapproval of Washington Republicans is starting to translate into possible votes against GOP candidates this fall in statewide races back home. Most of these are races in which Republicans would expect to hold obvious upper hands. Lowry blames Iraq. The simply simple truth about all this is that while most Americans are wild about the Iraq venture, it's not something that dominates their lives and thoughts. More accurately, it wouldn't cause them dark dreams if the president would stop picking at this geopolitical scab on his face before it becomes a gaping wound. Oh, he's picking at it. The press is scoring at will, to quote the sports phrase. To cite another one, George W. Bush is getting an assist on each of their goals. Every day, with each new speech or press conference on Iraq, he voluntarily digs himself deeper and deeper into a hole. The media simply reports on his descent. Soon he may dig himself through to the other side of the globe and pull his party mates in Congress through with him. We can only hope and pray. From his mouth to God's butt. Oh, please. Yes. 5670560. Oh, Let's take a flurry of calls, a Theo flurry of calls this hour. Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Let's build it up. Let's heat it up for Geldy, okay? So when he sits in the chair, he'll have a, a hot butt. Clarence said he already does. Hey, QAM, yeah, hello. What is it? I said, hello, Neil. How are you? Okay. Yeah, hey, listen, in reference to last night, Shaq's going to pay your bills. Yeah, okay, great. Boring. Oh, so boring. We care about the NBA and Shaq and all of that garbage. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't wish it on Hitler. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. With all, all due respect to Pat Riley, who loves this show and has got enough brains to realize this is where it's at. Thanks a lot, Pat. It's where it's at. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, it's your old buddy, sir. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey. Yeah. There's a cruise ship fire off Jamaica. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, since I have no life, I went online uh, and I found I out. I have no life. Yeah, I found out Moe's uh, working Saturday in New York, so I plan on calling him and trying to have him have a meltdown. Okay, good. Thank you. Do a good job. Do, do, do. Uh, <laughs> uh, too quick with a finger there. He was doing a really good do, 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 do. Uh, uh, doy off. 
Not too bad. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, look at this phone, man. Pretty weak. Pretty weak. Wait till that fourteen minute delay catches up, though. That once they catch on, then we'll be in big trouble. Pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless lines. Your thoughts. <laughs> oh, your thoughts. Yeah, we'd have to bloop, 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 bloop. That's your thoughts. Hey, if I were there, I'd be thinking the same thing. WQAM, hello. Hello? Q QAM, yes. Okay, great. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm going to be over here on University in uh, Miami Gardens Drive. You think you can get Josh to bring the promotional van over? Yeah, the van will be there in 10 minutes. Wanna... Okay, no sweat. Just hang out. Just hang your head out the window. We'll find you. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Um, did you know on March 28th on uh, NBC there's a, a new show apparently that uh, Phil Henry's doing? And? A TV show. Are I you sure? I can't believe that he's actually going to be viewable. He, viewable. He definitely has a face for radio. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll let you know. Yeah, it's boring. We don't care. 567, we don't care about Phil Henry whatsoever. Okay. Whatsoever. Total sellout. Total phony. And, you know, he had that really original, unique act that uh, was really unique and original for until it got real stale. 567-0560. Oh, How's Margaret doing? Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Hi, I'd like to talk to Neil. Speaking. Hi, Neil. How's it going? All right. Hey, listen, have you uh, seen The Smartest Men in the Room about the Enron scandal? No. I suggest you check it out. I saw it and it blew me away. How the, these guys and uh, the Bush, uh, the Bushes were in cahoots. I mean, it's unbelievable. So uh, mm -hmm. go ahead and grab it, okay? I'll grab it. All right, man. Thanks with your permission. How come we haven't heard about those energy meetings, those secret energy meetings? I'll tell you how come we haven't, because America like a subservient, the media subservient, and the Democrats are a bunch of wimps. That's why. How about you, Kenny Boy was in those meetings? You know, Kenny Boy Lay that uh, used to be their good That's buddy, right. old Kenny Boy that they never heard of before. Just like uh, Jack Abramoff. Who's yeah. that? Who that? Yeah, never met him. Every single time. Who that? And the public is Bobby, Bobby. You see, Eddie, that, that's why this show is so beautiful, because it, it really reflects not just Florida or South Florida. It reflects America. I mean, dumber than sawdust, man. You can't complain about the education in America because there isn't much of any, and most Americans haven't got any idea what any place else is like. They think there's probably four feet of snow here on the ground because I'm in Canada, you know. That's isn't there I always when I was a kid. That's what I always thought when I was a kid. First time you were a kid up there. Falls. I beg your pardon? I thought you were a kid up there. No, I'm a kid when I'm down there. 63, I'm like a teenager. Now, there's a lot of young people here. I'm, I'm an old fart here. Believe me. Old. Ancient. And proud of it. Old troll. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. You were yes, talking sir. about cruise ships, and I didn't hear you. The story of the 15-year-old German girl got drunk on one of the cruise ships and went right on over. Let you took it over the railing and fell right off the ship. You didn't, have that you didn't get that report yet? She did what? She, <coughs> she was buying, she was 15, they were selling her liquor in the bar. Well, of course. On the cruise ship, and she went to puke over the railing and fell off at it within her sense. This happened a couple of days ago. Well, I'll be honest with not to do that again. You, could you understand what he was saying, man? That was the mushiest sound in phone. She puked over the railing. Maybe he was puking it. Maybe he threw up a little in his mouth while he was trying to tell me that story. I wouldn't blame him. It sounds pretty gruesome. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, how you doing? Great. Still doing hey. great. Oh, great. Uh, listen, just to let you know, uh, Chris Bush is listening to his radio. Okay, good. We're not, we're not interested. But we hope the two of you have a sweet time. WQAM, hello. 
QAM. Isn't that great Hello? that they're still around? Oh, yeah. They ought to be they're right now. About 30, man. Right now, and certainly don't look as good as they used to, but they're just as annoying. QAM, yes. Yes, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How you doing? Neil? Yeah. Hey, Neil. Uh, Another mushy phone. I don't want to talk to people with mushy phones, okay? If you got a bad phone, uh, stay away. I mean, with the technology that we got right now, even on my BlackBerry, I can make a better call than a lot of you are making. These phones of yours, crap, mm -hmm. swill. Have a swill time. So let's see, how much does Josh owe me now? When I say $10 for each vote over 1000 550 bucks, it's only 110 All right, I'll pay you uh, when I get that deal done. You're going to be broke. Yeah, when you sign that big deal, man, when Norma Kent gets you the big deal done. You know Norma, who's oblivious, oblivious Newton John? Oh, brother. I could have been a contender, baby. I could have been a something in my life. I was watching that Mike Wallace thing last night with Larry King, and I'm thinking, thinking about that last lunch I had with Larry on Biscayne Boulevard at a restaurant no longer there. Biscayne and 125th. I'll never forget that day. What a, what a BS artist. I talked to Bill Vines, and you're going to have the 7 to 10 at IOD. It's all set. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. A man who BS'd his way to making millions, and, and still to this day, never paid back any of the people he ripped off a dime. Always nice suspenders, though, Larry, and a nice bag. You notice how Mike Wallace kept wincing and wincing? Probably could smell that bag, the mm. slop over. Mike Wallace is 88. He don't look a day over 90, you know? And he's, he's, uh, he's okay. I showed some clips of the old interviews he did with people that he really pissed off. It was, it was good. Nice going, Mike. And then Chris, his son, Chris, who looks... Do who looks, uh, you ever see Chris Wallace? No. He is the most bizarre. Man, he makes Gilbert look like uh, Brad Pitt. He's the most bizarre-looking thing. Wow. He looks like uh, the spaceship must have landed a long time ago, 58 years to be exact. And he was the first one that crawled off. Very strange. Maybe that's why he's on Fox. It's a strange network for strange people. The Bride, Cheaper by the Dozen, and The Pink Panther. They all have one thing in common. They're all bad remakes starring Steve Martin. Excuse me! Now, Hollywood's biggest hack is back with the Steve Martin Remake Collection, featuring classic films rehashed as only Steve Martin can, like Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, excuse me! Taxi Driver. Are you talking to me? Well, excuse me! Titanic. Excuse me! I'm king of the world! Buy the Steve Martin Remake Collection today, and then do as Steve Martin does and buy it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Ultra Base. 116 at 560 WQAM. Happy uh, Thursday to you. Restaurant beef turns into a brawl. A stop at the drive-thru turned ugly for a Pembroke Pines family that just wanted some fries. Well, that'll teach you people to be eating fries. What have I told you about that? Quit eating them damn fries. No, they're good. Not good for you. They'll kill you. Kevin Gillis didn't have it his way when he pulled into a Burger King drive-thru to buy some fries for his kids. He argued with the clerk over the change. Things got hot. The next thing Gillis knew, police said the clerk had climbed out of the drive-up window, sucker punched him in the face, and lunged at his wife. <coughs> the Pember Pines father pulled into the drive-thru lane of the fast food spot near I-595 and University Drive in Davie Saturday afternoon, ready to pay for two orders of fries for his daughters ages 4, 6, and 7. They were greeted rudely by 18-year-old Michael Perez, according to Dana Gillis, who was sitting in the truck with her husband, the girl squeezed in between. He snatched the $5 bill from my husband's hand, said Dana Gillis, 38. Kevin Gillis wanted to give the employee some extra change in order to get the bills back. Perez said, it's too late. I don't want your change, said Dana. 
The two men, what if she's kidded Dana Bash? Or is that Dana Bash? Dana Bashed. The two men cursed at each other. They were so loud, a customer in the car behind Gilly said he heard the heated exchange, police said. Perez hired a few days earlier, told police that Gillis insulted him with a racial slur. The Gillises had started to pull forward to get their food when Dana Gillis saw Perez, 6'1", 192 pounds, climbing out through the drive through window. I told my husband, he's coming, she said. Oh, I got a line for that, but we better not. We'll get Joyce. Just move along. Perez reached through the driver's side window and punched Gillis in the face, leaving a small cut, police said. Dana Gillis got out of the truck with her daughters and uh, said Perez lunged at her. I thought he was going to hit me and it was going to hurt, she said. No, he was going to hit you, but it wasn't going to hurt. Kevin Gillis jumped out of the truck and tackled Perez on the curb. Burger King employees called the police who arrested Perez. He was charged with burglary and battery, held without bond in the Broward County Jail. How do you like that? I like. I guess they didn't. They didn't get it their way, huh? They got it some way. Now Tank Carter has even more time to think about how much he enjoyed that Super Bowl party. You know Tyrone Tank Carter? No. Oh, that's not the same person. He's the brother of Tyrone Carter. I bet you Josh knew that. I did not. Oh, a judge increased jail time from six months to five years. For the brother of Steeler Safety, Tyrone Carter, because he failed to report to prison on time for driving when they revoked license. Suspended license. Tank Carter went to the Super Bowl and instead said he had no regrets. He was to report to a Broward County prison January the 6th, but decided against it when his brother told him the Steelers had a good chance of going to the Super Bowl. Even knowing what I know, I would do it again. It was the greatest game in my life, said Carter, who watched the Steelers beat Seattle from the 50-yard line in Detroit February 5th and partied with rapper Snoop Dogg after the game. Tyrone Carter said he would have done the same thing for his brother. The two have been close since growing up in a rough section of Pompano Beach and winning the Super Bowl meant we finally made it together, Tyrone said. On Tuesday, Broward Circuit Judge Stanton S. Kaplan upped the jail time from six months to five years. So I'm glad they had a really good time because Michael thought he might have some more really good times. You don't know. That's right. From Pompano Beach, no less. Wow. How embarrassing. That's where Pompano Park is. Other than WQM, and by the way, if you see Troy Stratford, just smack him up the side of the head real hard. See, that, that was from Neil. I will and then run. Why is that? Oh, that's right. He was a football player. That's right. Yeah, but he used the soap. Although he was the guy that told us about the Dow body wash. Well, you know what that means. Gay. 1,048 votes on the poll. I don't listen to other stations, 192. Other than QM, what uh, music, well, what, what radio station do you listen to the most? Yeah, music station. Don't listen to other stations, 192. Sirius 158, not a station but a radio. WINZ 116, not a station but Air America. Waxy 790, the ticket, 92. Hmm. XM 79, WLRN 69, WIOD 65. That is disconcerting. Must be some Nazi spies. Big 58, Magic 45, Kiss 34, Coast 22, Gloves 94, 14. They've been stuck on 14 forever, and they should be. They should be stuck. Radio Smegma, WMGE 14, WRMF, Rockin' Mother 13, WKPX 12, Power Out 96 12, WVUM 11, oh boy, they're moving on up. Y111, WHDR 9, EDR 7, Radio Amor th uh, 3, WRGP at FIU's got a pair, all right. WFTL 2, Waves 2. I think that's Haitian. WMBM, uh, what is it? MBM, too. I think that's Haitian for that guy that's all whipped up into a frenzy. Probably rode one of them jitneys and got pissed off. Don't get on there again, idiot. 
WQBA, La Cubanissima 2, WGNA 1, WHOT 1, and that's it. Radio Mambi and Radio Ritmo and WRMA and WMIB and WSDJ and WCMQ and WSUA, Radio Suave, out of, 19, out of 1,052 votes, oh! among the all of them. Among and between the all of them. Got nothing. Oh, here's this story. That one, one it's back on my uh, fax machine. Back on my printer. Maybe the Democrats are starting to grow like a little teeny tiny something. You know, a little I fuzz first. A little fuzz. Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid called President Bush dangerously incompetent yesterday and said the administration ought to be doing more to prevent increasing sectarian violence in Iraq. Where is Condoleezza Rice? Why isn't she over in the Middle East as the chief diplomat of this country should be, trying to get the political forces to form a government over there, Reid told the ANP. Rice is currently in the Bahamas to meet with 14 foreign ministers and the Secretary General of the Caribbean Community and Common Market, a regional trade bloc known as CARICOM. Reid said the U.S. was failing three different ways in Iraq. Military efforts have lagged. The economy is crippled by decreased oil production and frequent power outages. And attempts to form a national unity government are behind schedule, he said. Criticism of the president has been steadily increasing among Democrats and fellow Republicans, while Bush poll numbers continue to slide because of the war in Iraq. The much-criticized effort by an Arab company to oversee operations at some U.S. ports and the government's response to Katrina. Many lawmakers trying to distance themselves from the president as congressional elections draw closer. Why isn't he spending time with these leaders in the Middle East trying to get this government formed, Reid said, as he lambasted the lame effort. He described the conditions in Iraq as low-grade civil war. I don't know how you define civil war, he said. We know they're killing an average of 50 Iraqis a day. It's at least a low-grade civil war, that's for sure, he said. Reid also responded to comments the president made Tuesday when he said his successor in the White House would likely be responsible for deciding when U.S. troops leave Iraq. To me, it shows how dangerously incompetent he is, Reid said. Stay the course, mission accomplished, bring them on. The American people are sick and tired of that. We need to change course in Iraq. I think the president burying his head in the sand is not going to do the trick. The ostrich president. Here's a fax you just sent. Oh, look at this. Wow, yeah, well, there's more that? to it. That's just the first page. I'll uh, hang on. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Woo! We're coming up to the 10th anniversary of the death of Xi, 103.5. So this poll should be in a pro. I see it's a, uh, we've, we've done this one. We could do it again. What radio station or format do you miss the most? AM and FM and PM and BM? I miss music. I miss radio. Maybe someday we'll get back into it. Not with this current regime, I'll tell you that. You see, Duff again, give him a kick in the ass. Oh, he might like it. Going from left to right on AM dial, start with Ken Ma Malden, Maudlin, Malden, and Larry Stein Knights at 710 GBS. It says, why isn't Ken PD of QM? What's wrong with you people? Oh, he don't want no part of that, I'm sure. He'd like to live a few more years. 790 WFUN. Oh. Do we have one of them jingles? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. 940-W-I-N-Z with Cousin Brucey before went to New York when the station was top 40. Cousin Brucey sucks. He's an idiot. He's a real a-hole. And or when they were a semi-decent all-news format being balanced with talk at night when you and Stan Major were there. He sucked, but Joyce um, was mildly, annoyingly entertaining. Joyce? Oh, I see. He, he sucked, Joyce. I see. What, what okay. are their call letters this year? They're back to W-I-N-Z. Talk about a bunch of morons over there at Cheap Channel. Maybe they'll recover now that David Ross is out of there. 
1320 WLQI Hollywood, the music of your life. Well, what is this? Oh, God. This goes on and on about Russ Morley. I know he's an idiot. RMF. I know all about him. He was at JNO. This is from a radio groupie, either a radio groupie or a radio, more likely a radio inside person. TMI. Where is the music? A party radio. What I, I want to tell you about party radio, by the way, how long that would last, that uh, stuff, that, uh, mm-hmm. pop, that uh, Euro pop uh, tech, uh, whatever one, it was. One dance song over and over again. Yeah, The Rude. And then Zeta for Yanni. Okay. Well, whatever. Maybe we'll do that poll again. But boy, oh boy, get a life already. So, uh, I have no if, you could, if the audience could see the length of that fax and the verbiage in there, on and on. Oh, God. So you want me to send you page two? No. <laughs> no, thank you. In fact, thank you for saving uh, another uh, maple tree. 1,058 votes on a poll. Let's see. 580 bucks, uh, Josh. It's just not even 130 yet. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 560 QAM. $1,000 and said he'd be jelling like a felon if he could ever start selling. 132, 28 before our guilty at 2 o'clock in the 2 to 4 revolving slot. Here's a fact that says, Neil, I saw two good movies yesterday. Both are very intense and have interesting twists and climaxes. Oh, I can't say that. Give a history of violence and the ice harvest look. I've seen a lot of good uh, previews and stuff on history of violence. I want to see it. I'm going to get it. It's, it's okay. You've seen it? I just saw it over the, this past weekend. Okay, but not great. It ain't great. Okay. Got oh, co- well. Got a copy of it? No. No. Well, why not? You know, we keep bringing you all these movies. I'll tell you one thing. No we? wonder they're not giving you the new deal. Yeah. Who's we? Me and George. <laughs> what movie have you movies? given me besides, uh, huh, you know, the sleepy one? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> to George, did you know that one of the girls on the L Ward is one of the former <laughs> members of the Murmurs? I do know, and I just looked her up, and uh, the answer to the question is no, she's not cute. I don't get Showtime, but I've heard you say that you watch. Is she hot? No. no. Is the show good? Mm, there are lesbians. Then it says, in Pete Bush that? and signed Tarpoon, or is that Tarpon's, Tarpoon Springs? I don't know. Tar, uh, tampon, whatever. So uh, don't see a history of violent sex. I, I, I don't know. It's all right. It's not great, you know. On a scale of ten? Uh, I'll give it a, a six. We, we sent you, so we gave you some other movie that you watched. What did we give him that we forced him to watch that he actually liked? Well, he said we. I didn't give him movies all the time. What did you send? Well, something that I sent you, and then you gave right? it to him. Uh, what was it? Uh, Whatever it was. Maybe I didn't. Although we do have 1,074 votes at 740 bucks. I was thinking, no, actually, what he ought to do is just endorse the check and send it back to me next time I send one. Or, better than yet, I just won't send it. I'll just accept it. What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Here's John Nichols, who uh, not only writes for the um, nation on a regular basis, but also is author of a book called The Rise and Rise of Richard P. Cheney, unlocking the memories of the mysteries of the most powerful vice president in American history. John Nichols, he's excellent. One of the best on the nation. You read the nation? No. Oh. Well, when you're putting the stories on there, you don't uh, check the uh, nation. Can what I'm doing the stories? Yeah, I check the, oh. I check the nation. All right, just just checking. Tossed a like... softball question during Tuesday morning's press conference about whether he should be censured for ordering warrantless wiretapping of phone conversations during a time of war. President Bush fell back on the lie that Americans must surrender liberties and the rule of law itself in order to be made safe from terrorism. The question, a virtually verbatim repeat of talking points circulated by the Republican National Committee, was about as generous a setup as the president's ever gotten in a press conference. Thank you, sir, began Carl Cameron, who serves as Fox News' always-on-bended-knee chief correspondent in the court of King George. On the subject of the terror surveillance program, not to change the tone from all this emphasis on bipartisanship, but there have now been three sponsors to, measure, uh, to a measure to censor you for the implementation of that program. The primary sponsor, Russ Feingold, has suggested that impeachment is not out of the question. And on Sunday, the number two Democrat in the Senate refused to rule out that pending investigation. What, sir, do you think the impact of the discussion of impeachment and censure does to you in this office and to the nation during a time of war and in the context of the election? Bush was, needless to say, ready for the Cameron inquiry. Grabbing hold of the time of war references the lifesaver was intended to be, the president said, I think during these difficult times, and they are difficult when we're at war, the American people expect there to be an honest and open debate without needless partisanship. And that's how I view it. I did notice that nobody from the Democrat Party has actually stood up and called for getting rid of the terror surveillance program. You know, if that's what they believe, if people in the party believe that, they ought to stand up and say it. They ought to stand up and say the tools we're using to protect the American people shouldn't be used. They ought to take their message to the people and say, vote for me. I promise we're not going to have a terror surveillance program. That's what they ought to be doing. That's part of what an open and honest debate is. Of course, no prominent Democrat has ever suggested publicly or to the extent that reporting is revealed privately that it will be wise to do away with surveillance programs that are designed to thwart terrorism. What Democrats and Republicans have suggested is that the president ought to obey the law when ordering federal agencies to eavesdrop on U.S. citizens. This is long, by the way, so I'm just warning you in advance. Tight. As Feingold, the Democratic senator from Wisconsin who raised the issue of censure last week, noted on Monday, at his press conference today, the president once again failed to tell the American people why he decided to break the law by authorizing a program, program to spy on Americans on American soil without court orders. Instead of offering any defense of the program's legality, the president shamelessly played partisan politics by implying that Democrats don't want to wiretap terrorists. This is flat out wrong, and the president knows it. Of course we should wiretap suspected terrorists, and under current law we can. The question is why the president believes he needs to break the law to do it. 
If Bush had acknowledged the legitimate bipartisan concerns about his spying program, and if he had pledged to obey the law in the future, it's doubtful that the issue of censure would have ever arisen. Bush knows this. Yet despite his pronouncements Monday, he's doing everything he can to prevent an open and honest debate by murking things up with false charges and claims regarding his critics. The prepped president used Cameron's question as a jumping-off point for an even more surreal assault on the truth when he attempted to confuse Americans with regard to the recent Patriot Act debate. I did notice that at one point in time they didn't think the Patriot Act ought to be reauthorized, they being at least a minority leader in the Senate. He openly said, as I understand, I don't want to misquote him, something along the lines that we killed the Patriot Act, said Bush, and if that's what the party believes, they ought to go around the country saying we shouldn't give the people on the front line of protecting us the tools necessary to do so. That's the debate I think the country ought to have. What the president conveniently failed to mention is that Senate Minority Leader Nevada's Harry Reid voted with the vast majority of Senate Democrats this month to reauthorize the Patriot Act in the form favored by the administration. While Reid and a number of Republican senators had earlier expressed support for efforts to temper some of the Patriot Act's most clearly unconstitutional components, they fell in line with the president when the votes were counted. To their credit, a bipartisan coalition of House and Senate members refused to do uh, back the Patriot Act in that final version, not because they want to take away the tools that fight terrorism, but because they believe, as did Benjamin Franklin, that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. What Bush in a call for open and honest debate that was really a carefully choreographed attempt to create a false divide between supposedly tough-on-terror Republicans and supposedly soft-on-terror Democrats is the fact that some of the most conservative Republicans in Congress, including California Representative Dana Dorbacher, the chairman of the Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee on the House International Relations Committee, and Alaska Representative Dan Young, the third-ranking Republican in the House who serves as a key member of the House Select Committee on Homeland Security, sided with Feingold in opposing reauthorization of the Patriot Act in the form promoted by the Bush White House. Arguing that there are enough laws already enacted on our books today that we don't need to create further laws that infringe upon the constitutional rights of every Alaskan, Young said in announcing his opposition to the Patriot Act, I still feel this legislation was never fully thought out. We rushed to put together legislation that we thought would safeguard us from another terrorist attack. In the process, we created a bill that I feel takes away our constitutional freedom. Over four years have passed, and there have only been a few essential elements added to this bill. However, overall, this is still a bad piece of legislation, Young said. Those are the words of a prominent member of the president's own party. If George Bush was genuinely interested in an open and honest debate, he would acknowledge that the issue is not whether Republicans or Democrats want to fight terrorism. The issue is whether it's necessary to disregard the Constitution in that fight. If Bush believes that his is the appropriate course, then to paraphrase the president himself, he ought to take that message to the people and say, I promise that I won't be bothered by the Bill of Rights. That, not his attempts to create a false discourse, would make George Bush a part of the open and honest debate he so disingenuously claims to desire, says John Nichols. Nice going, John. You go, boy. He's good. A lot of good comms on the nation, and you're not paying any attention to it. What? You better get more involved with your nation. We're a freedom-loving nation. you got to say it right, too. Like spelled with an S-H-U-N on the end. That's right, S-H-U-N. 1,085. We're going to make 1,100 votes by the top of the hour, and then Josh is going to be in deep doo-doo. Hey, this is Neil Rogers. God. Well, I hate what they're doing on QAM. Put that faggot back on again. I want what they had before. He's not my kind of guy. Yay. What the hell are they doing anyway? If a manly sounded guy is really gay, I want more Chris Moore. Cause his voice is real high. When I listen to the sports, a manly voice won't get my attention. But what really gets me sent to the shorts, a squeaky high voice will give me an erection. But I hate what they're doing on QAM. Back on again. I'm gonna miss hearing straight men with voices this high. 
Now I'll have to get deeper in that closet again, so I can impress all the macho friends. Check out Chris Moore at night to help me pay on the side. Yeah, there ain't nothing like having macho sports guys whose voice has had some cracks since they were 12 years old. Yeah, happen like that. Yeah, stand up real close to the radio and press it on and get their voices on up there. It really makes my balls stink on it. And that crow, man, well, he's smarter than my inbred brother. Yep. Yeah, he sure uh, sticks it out. It's a 146. You know, that was the first thing I played on this station. Remember that first show? That's right. I Downstairs on the second floor, I, I played two minutes back to back. That was one, and the other one was... I think this Goodbye, was... Goodbye, IOD. This was it. The memories are... All that's left of a station that once had fame. And for AM, that was quite a claim. Are you sure... Anyway, I don't have time to play the whole thing because I want to tell you about a bad movie. Well, it's not really that bad. I told you I watched it before the ass end of it. Mm-hmm. American Hot Wax, the Alan Freed story. Yeah. Cleveland DJ that went to New York and uh, became right. legendary, invented the phrase rock and roll. That's right. Well, I saw it almost from the beginning of the night, or at least as much as I could take, and then uh, that was it. I, I tried to watch that years ago when it first came out. Well, you know who was in it? Who was in it? Maybe this explains why you couldn't watch it. Fran Drescher. Uh-huh. And a young Jay Leno. Right. You know, as much as I know how much I dislike Jay Leno now, this is like 1978, so it's like almost 30 years ago. About 30, man. He was so annoying. And he had a minor role in there. He played like one of the office flunkies there for Freed in the uh, studio. But he just, uh, he just annoys me, Alan, uh, Jay Leno. I don't know about you. I just don't like him. I don't like him. And who else was in it? Uh, Lorraine Newman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a bunch of other people. Let's see. Let's, it says on here, also look out for uh, Melanie Chartoff. Can we say that? Moose Dreyer and Brenda Russell. Who the hell's Moose Dreyer? I know the Moosey Man. I know Bill Moose Scourin. I know that. Anyway, I don't see it. We give a copy to uh, Josh. American Hot Wax. Okay, I got, I got some hot wax. It's, uh, it's off my nipples. In fact, IMDb gives it a 6.3. That's, that's about right. That's generous. 1,101 votes on the poll. Man, oh, man, you owe me some serious cash. Some shekels. 1,101. So you thought we'd be uh, hard-pressed to get to 1,000, didn't you? No. Not really. Pretty easy poll. Should I tell you what tomorrow's poll is? We did this one before, too. I'm bringing back some really old, old, old polls. Maybe I should read the list. Because I screwed up badly on this one today and left off LRN and screwed up some of the new... Uh, this is the problem when you bring back oldie moldies. Now, here's a poll that obviously on. Did I do this one or you did? Well, no, tell no. me and I'll, uh, and I'll let you Which know. of these women would you most like to see naked who you haven't seen naked already? Oh, that was me, yeah. Yeah, well, no kidding. <laughs> Excuse me. Blast you. And here's, here's what we got on here. I added uh, Angelina Jolie because you left her off. She's been naked. Yeah, she's so... Oh. Yeah, she's naked right now. She's been naked more than once? Oh, Oh, yeah. frequently. So everybody's seen Angelina Jolie. Oh, excuse me. Well, that's, why I had, yeah. that's why I wanted to ask, because I wanted to put, like, some, uh, you know. As a matter of fact, now that you've reminded me, I need to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Britney Spears, Anna Cornaholia, Barbara and Jenna Bush, the Bush twins. Right. Nikki Cox, I, I Jennifer Love Hewitt, Foster Hewitt, Sandra Bullock, who was in the crash, by the way, a very minor that's role. That's right. Fell down the stairs. Because she was a racist. Uh, Shania Twain, Mark Twain, Sophia Vergara, Tyra Banks, Sarah Michelle Geller, Daisy Fuentes, Jessica Alba, Dolly Parton, oh, come on, Jerry Ryan, Kristen Dunst, Christina Applegate, 
Barbara Eden, Faith Hill, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Julia Roberts. Now, now we've seen Julia Roberts naked, nope. haven't we? No. Nope. Are me. you sure? I'm the expert. Okay. Heather Locklear, Jennifer Aniston, Mar- Martina Hingis, Jules Asner, Ed Asner, Winona Ryder, Mitch Ryder, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera. Oh, who, oh, God. Now, talk about the moosey man. There's the mousy chick. Uh, since that poll, she's uh, let a nipple slip out. That still doesn't count, though. Oh, that doesn't count. Shakira, Jenny Garth, oh. Mariah Carey, Lauren Holly, Melissa Joan Hart, Elizabeth Falarski from Survivor, Cindy Margolis, sounds very Jewish to me. Oy! Tony Braxton, Allie Landry. How about Tom Landry? Oh, he's still dead. Beyonce Knowles, Vivica Fox, Vivica A. Fox, excuse me, eh? Neve Campbell, Bridget Wilson, Tia Leone, Christine Brinkley, David Brinkley, Rebecca Gayhart, Rebecca Gay. Hart, and Allie Larder. Ali? Larder. Allie. Larder? Allie Larder. Larder ass? Okay, so now can we do that safely tomorrow, or uh, is, do we uh, have I, to I answer Meyer since then? How about, uh, what's her name? She's uh, what's her Jessica name? Simpson. How about Jessica Beale? Okay. How about Howard Beale? Let's put the Jessicas on there. Jessica Simpson and Beale. Simpson. Although Jessica Beale kind of got naked in that one magazine, John. Kind of. Kind of don't count. You know, it's like kind of pregnant. I'll show you the pictures after the show. <laughs> oh. You're going to show it to him, huh? Jessica Simpson and Jessica Beale. Okay. I think we're good to go, as the saying goes. Well, speaking of being in deep doo-doo, I've been saving this story. Bird droppings prompt Orlando warning signs. What did I tell you about those pigeons, man? Kill them. See, a bird, kill it. Might have bird flu, man. Might be uh, the end of the human race. Kill it. Sign, signs warning of bird droppings were posted along a stretch in downtown Orlando this week. After cars, benches, sidewalks, plants, and even people are hit and covered with white bird waste, according to a local Channel 6 Orlando uh, news report. That's what they're talking about in Orlando is crap. The problem began when city workers removed cypress trees on Bird Island at Lake Eola in Orlando. The trees had to be removed because the bird droppings were polluting the water. Now, the birds have moved into the city and are covering anything and anyone between Lake Eola and Central Avenue with droppings. You have to brace yourself for the smell, downtown resident James Taylor said. It's really a bad stench. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting, like James Taylor. He's seen fire and rain, but never bird crap like this. I was walking the other day and got pooed on walking under the trees. Orlando resident Lisa Valentine. She got pooed on. Somebody told me it was good luck. Did you ever hear that? No. The white film cakes the light post along Lake Eloa. I'm not pronouncing it. Well, I keep spelling it differently in here. No, it's Eola. This is bad. What is this? Our Channel 6 Orlando website. They suck. Uh, reporter Todd Jerkowski said it's on the sidewalks and on the plants, and if you walk uh, funny, it's on your pants. Officials said Orlando city workers pressure wash a stretch of the sidewalk at least twice a week. Signs with a warning, caution entering bird dropping area were posted Tuesday. I, in my life, I've seen caution entering panther uh, area or uh, whatever, you know, deer. Yeah. You ever seen caution entering bird dropping area? No. Do they issue hats? Hard hats. Don't sit on the benches unless you're very brave, Resident Jeff Miller said. Some people don't let the bird droppings bother them. Continue to eat lunch around the droppings. Oh, jeez. Based on what I saw in that car, I gotta believe there is no blank left in them. Resident Alex Harvey said, "Oh, in other words, they're not gonna, they're they're getting it all out of their system." Federal law prohibits the bird nest in Orlando from being disturbed. Watch local six for more news on this story. In fact, I'm sure that I know what their motto is at Channel Six in Orlando. All the crap you can unwrap, all the slime, all the time. 
and they're living up to it. Evan. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 560 QA. Rectum. It's Dave. Oh. In Miami town. Yes. At 560 WQAM. If anybody has a opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question. Just follow Undo. Absolutely. In the act of patriotism, we're watching all of you. Everyone got the suspicion, so that's what you do. He's got information on all you mindless fools. In Bush Fatherland Nation, that's USA. Believe everything we tell you on the state run news. Let war and for corporate fill up your escalade. A Reuben Cheney Bush venue, fascist USA. We don't mind to see our jobs go. That economy's good. We're fascinated by J-Lo. Don't read no stupid books. All now are embracing the past American way. Oh! Everybody's turning fascist. Fascist USA. Bye, bye, bye. When it comes to sports. We the authority. Okay. Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. Fair 